22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Hello, everybody. I know it's been three weeks, but I hope you still recognize this. Hope you're still tuning in. Welcome to a spooktastic, bone-chilling, flesh-eating Halloween edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 69. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me is the guy who probably gives kids X-lax to trick-or-treaters. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Being a robot's great, but we don't have emotions, and that makes me very sad. (laughs) (laughs) And and joining him is the man who isn't afraid of zombies or ghosts, but is afraid of hard work. RT Square, Ralph Tech. You know, I'm not sure if people stop saying YOLO, or is it just that everyone who said it died? (laughs) (laughs) I I hope so. I I was going to say, I hope so. (laughs) And as usual, whenever we're talking zombies... This man finds a way to get on the show. Please give it up for the man who who's mostly scared of local residents reclaiming the property of gentrified neighborhoods. Hip to Tom. Don't wow. tase me, bro. Don't tase me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, first off, I want to apologize for the extra week that we took to get, you know, to get back on. Don't put we in there. Yeah. Oh, it, we're a group. Yes, it's not my fault. YOLO. It's, wait, it's not your fault. It's <laughs> not your fault. <laughs> we're a group? How many of you group is paying my rent? Oh, now we're individual. Aww. I see how that goes. <laughs> wait, you pay rent? <laughs> well, you know, a couple of us had to visit grandmothers. Some people's, you know, nieces were ba- baptized. So, you know, it, it's a wee thing. It's a wee thing. If so. I can hide a body within a week, you guys can get that all done within this time <laughs> oh period. It takes you a week to hide a body? You know, no, we, it doesn't. But amateur. how long does it take you to visit a grandma? You know, one, you know, one day we're going to be investigated. It's going to be, then we're going to be wee. <laughs> That's what we're gonna oh, be. Oh, I guarantee it'll be a we. <laughs> and not even we like French, which is the fucking sucky part. I'm just guest starring, so don't don't come after me. <laughs> it was all Hipster Times' idea. Yeah. <laughs> he told me to do it, officer. It was all him. <laughs> all right, well, on to some less um, offensible things. Um, let's talk about today. What our, today's episode is going to be? Today, we're going to review the first three episodes of Walking Dead season six. And later, we'll dive into the subject so scary, even MFG will quiver in fear. Yes, we're talking about this new CBS show, Supergirl. But, (laughs) why are we giggling already, dude? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. (laughs) But now, let's get to the part of the show where Mike rambles on and on. Wait, he does that all the time? Oh no, you mean about stuff that we actually pay attention to. Gotcha. No, no. All jokes aside, let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Michael Finance Guy and Ralph and Kai. I don't know why you said that we pay attention because that once again we know that Ralph does not pay attention to the quick news. <laughs> you were talking. I, I could tell him. I could start the quick news out right now with like you know Obama just elected president. <laughs> and he, and he wait, wait. Me like really? Obama's president? <laughs> exactly. Holy shit! His eyes glaze over, glaze over, and it's nap time. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm so mad you said it's nap time for him. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. What you got? All right. Well, back before my co-host needed an extra week of me time, this was actually news. Uh, but uh, as you hoes at home probably heard, Fox is developing two live-action X-Men-based TV series for its channels. The first show, Legion, is about Professor X's bastard son, David Holler, a schizophrenic with multiple personalities that each have a mutant ability. Legion first appeared way back in 1985 in New Mutants number 25. The second show is Hellfire, based on the high society foes of the X-Men. 
Hellfire will be set in the 1960s and will, uh, quote, follow a young special agent who learns that a power-hungry woman with extraordinary abilities is working with a clandestine society of millionaires known as the Hellfire Club to take over the world, end quote. The Hellfire Club was first seen in Chris Claremont and John Burns' Uncanny X-Men number... Anybody? No. no. Forget it. 129. Because you own it. I own it. I own it. It's always a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and despite drooling and completely unsubstantiated internet rumors... Fox did not relinquish control of the Fantastic Four in order to create these shows. Thank you for saying that because a lot of people are like, oh, Cap, are you happy that um, Fantastic Four is now with Marvel? I'm like, that's not true, is it? Not even remotely true. I don't even know where that rumor started. That, that's, just wish, that's just wishing out loud and people that hoping just, for a dig reality. That just shows you the power of the tech. That's it was probably, on me. It was all you? It was on me. You, do you really want Fantastic Four that bad? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. There's no tanks in there. Of course you don't want it. What are you talking about? Yes, there is. Wait, wait, wait. Can we have Jessica Alba play every part? Then I'm okay with that. If Jessica <laughs> no. Alba plays every part. Wow. I'm okay. Done. <laughs> so Johnny. They're all, so they're all blonde and they can't act? That's going to be a great freaking movie to watch. Who's watching the acting? Oh, so you're watching the movie with the volume off. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Already with the chauvinistic comments. My right ahead. All right. DC Comics now has two Supermen. Twice the confusion, but with all the shitty writing you've come to expect. Oh wow! Uh, following the crossover, oh, excuse me, following the crossover event that shall not be named, Convergence, <laughs> the multiverse returned to the DCU. However, not every hero from days past was able to save his or her world from destruction. So, Superman, Lois and Clark number one turns out is not on an alternate Earth. Rather, it is the same New Fifty Two Earth with the younger and nearly powerless Superman on Harley. This older Superman still wears his red undies on the outside, is married to Lois, and they have a son, John. The couple what? have adopted the names Clark and Lois White. This is DC's desperate attempt to have its cake and eat it too, as it tries to win back fans that have left the New 52 book for a less than popular version of The Man of Steel. So wait. So they're both in the same world. Right. And no one knows that there's another Superman out there right now. He's actually trying to hide. So they're trying, he's to, trying to help. Are they trying to pull an all new X-Men? Kind of, sort of, in a way. How do you say that? Well, remember um, um, all new X-Men when they brought the original five back from the past. It's not back from the past. It's from an alternate universe. But now you have two of the same kind of hero existing in one reality. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, in a way, I mean, I think really what they're saying is, please don't stop reading this comic book. Here's a Superman that you recognize and like. Because is really trying yeah, hard. They're, they're just screwing up. They're like, they're like the ex that doesn't want to give up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, speaking of the depowered, the costume, hombre de acero, uh, guess who will no longer be mild-mannered reporter Clark Kent? That's right. Thanks to Lois Lane's intrepid reporting, after 70 years of confidently identifying his alter ego as Clark Kent, readers will now have to get used to mild-mannered trucker Archie Clayton. What? what? That's his new name. That's his new identity? Yep. Archie Clayton. Yeah. Archie now, Clayton. Anyone have an opinion of this while I still give a damn about this character? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Wow, <laughs> you know that, that that seems like the the thart, uh, dartboard uh, thinking there. Where yeah, they just that say name is just much, horrible. Let's, let's Archie see. Clayton. It Archie doesn't even roll off the tongue. Clayton. All right, there but, we but go. But I, I can see. I mean, it sounds like a trucker name, but just really, that's what you're gonna do. Uh, they just they just pulled pages out of a baby book and said, "All right, just throw a dart and see what happens." Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's just a really bad idea. But the reason he has this name, uh, the change his name, is because he thinks that someone's after him. So basically, we have a pissy scared Superman. On the run. Hey, sounds like a little bitch. It's it's yeah. not paranoia when they're really after you. Well, they are really after him. <laughs> Oddly enough, the villains are after him. The, the readers aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on to the next thing, um, what do you guys think about this idea? Because I know a lot of times we bitch about people doing the same old thing over and over, and we need some new some new kind of blood and new new kind of writing. But when they give us new writing, 
we don't, you know, we don't like it. We don't give it a chance. I asked for new writing. I implied good. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they didn't specify. <clears throat> Just give them that story. <laughs> what do you think, Tom? I mean, I don't know. I, I want to say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but if you can get the old writers to do something new, that sounds like a perfect combination. Yeah. They really do. They need to dig them up, do a Ouija board, seance. I don't know what. Just be like, <laughs> you still had a good story. What was it? <laughs> the power of you, price compels you. you know, <laughs> I want to be like a janitor at DC and at Marvel to see what stories are actually throwing away because those might actually be right. good. Well, you're Dominican. You could be. Wow. <laughs> it is true. I, I was about to say, if you're a janitor, I mean, the way they're writing, you probably have a job in writing. <laughs> You're throwing it away anyway. Might as well they don't. (laughs) He's like, hey, you, what are you doing right there? Sweeping the floor? That's great. Come here, write a story. (laughs) What's your name? Archie Clayton. Ah. (laughs) It all makes sense. It it all comes together now. It all comes together now. What what you got there, Mike? And just in case you thought that there couldn't be any more crappy Superman news, lean in while I kick you in the nuts with my steel-toed shoe. (laughs) Lean in. Go ahead. Normally, I have to pay for that kind of service. (laughs) I do it better for cheaper. <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel has teamed with executive producer David S. Goyer to bring audiences Krypton. The still-in-development series will take place 200 years before the Big Blue Cheese was rocketed off the planet. Now, Goyer has been itching to do this project because he had over 40 pages set in Krypton in the original Man of Steel script that didn't make it into the film. Think wow. about that. That's 40 minutes of screen time. I'm sorry. I never got past the cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. No, but, but before you get your hopes up or your poison pen in hand, the project has been met with lots of hopefully and if we make the show kind of talk. So it's definitely not a sure thing. Three words. Why fucking why? Why? Why do we have to have a prequel? I mean, does, is Krypton that interesting? No. <laughs> like, that's what I'm no. saying. Listen. I would actually give that show a chance. And that's all the proof you need <laughs> right there. <laughs> and thank you for coming. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Because, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, it seems like an interesting concept to see because it's an advanced society and to see the, like, the decline of how it gets to that. But, but maybe but, a miniseries. But, but see, that, but that, that's the interesting part is that they weren't supposedly in decline when we see them. Their planet was falling apart, but they weren't a declining society. So that if nothing else, you think that this is just going to be them less developed. But what's the point of that show? Because you all know how it's going to end. Right, <laughs> well, right, exactly. I mean, like, and it's so it's, it's two hundred years ago. So we're not even saying that. Well, we're getting a young Jarrell, and we're going to see, you know, what the trial and tribulations. Well, you this can make new characters, years. right? But but my like like Hipster Tom said, like it's two hundred years beforehand. So what is my driving story of like Brainiac? Well, you know, you I, can, I suppose. I mean, that, they'll probably that's, the, that's the killer. They're Brainiac. going to throw in every like thing that you don't want them to throw in. They're going to Gotham it. Yeah. They're going to Gotham it. It's going to be a Krypton MTV Cribs. You'll see Darkseid coming out more. (laughs) Darkseid. He used to be their butler. (laughs) 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 Sounds like my daughter's not liking the idea either. (laughs) That's why I love you. That's why I love you, Riley. (laughs) Go ahead, Mike. So if you thought the prices of popcorn and bottled water were your biggest fears in the movie theaters, now add giant monsters to that list. Following the success of 2014's Godzilla, <laughs> Legendary and Warner Brothers Pictures are staying bedfellows to bring audiences even more of the towering terrors, terror, excuse me, towering terrors of Tinseltown. We have Godzilla, King Kong, Mothra, Rodan, Chunky Eva Mendez. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. She won't fit on the IMAX screens. <laughs> Tell you, we are never going to have her on the show. I swear to God. But the other big bags will be on the screen. The initial trio of films will be Kong, Skull Island in 2017, starring Tom Hiddleston. Uh, Godzilla 2 in 2018 and then Godzilla vs. Kong in 2020. 
Wow, okay. Can we have a moment of silence for Eva Mendes and Training Day? Just a moment of silence. <laughs> that, that was great, by the way. <laughs> I haven't watched the movie so long. I don't remember her being in it. I mean, I know she's there, but I don't remember her being she in it. She was butt naked in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember hey, her being there. <laughs> a, a reason why some people might not remember her. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I remember a big plate not. of cottage cheese. Was that her? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. I how are we ever going to get celebrities on the show if you keep roasting them? <laughs> I'm just perfect. I'll be nice when they're here. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, so, the one they, thing I'll... Oh, go ahead. Are they going to revive Brian Cranston for uh, Godzilla 2? He's for dead. Probably not. <laughs> the scary part is I hear they're talking about a season six for Breaking Bad. What? I've heard that whispered out there, and I'm like, I don't even want to know. No. It ended really well. Just leave it alone. Yeah. No. Just, you yeah. Don't screw up in don't, don't do after MASH. <laughs> leave MASH alone. <laughs> even though MASH was a show nobody liked, because it, for me, it was, it was like- for 11 years. Somebody liked it. Yeah, yeah. But you know when it was rerun, you knew cartoons was over when MASH was on. That's oh, what yeah. I remember as a kid. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, shit got real. There was a show called MASH? Wow. Go, go home. <laughs> in DR, they didn't have TVs until like 2004, something like that. Yeah. No, actually. That's why they're good at baseball. They didn't do anything else. More recent in, uh, in my neighborhood, we recently just got a cell phone. Nice. A cell phone. A cell phone. <laughs> you know what, it's like the 30s when they share one for, bathroom. For $14 a ticket, I'm not seeing Godzilla 2. <laughs> before we get to um, before we get back to the quick news, I just wanted to say um, I like... You know, I like the idea of, of reviving these old films, but the only thing, if they do it at the pacing that they did the the last Godzilla, I don't know if I'm going to like it as much. Well, I'm hoping, you know, like with everything, you hope that, you know, they've listened to the audiences and da 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 The thing that I'm more concerned about is, think about this. You have King Kong versus Godzilla. Right. Um, so King Kong climbed a lot to get to the top of the Empire State Building. Godzilla is taller than the Empire State Building. So, as, so that means that now we yeah. have right. We now have to have a Godzilla that's going to be about as big as King as, as um. I'm sorry, a King Kong is big as Godzilla. Unless you do the other well, the, the other way around, where maybe Godzilla has a baby and it's not as big right. as you and know, not Godzilla. Godzuki from the TV show. When, yeah. when does Japan and New York get a break? You know, like, <laughs> when, when they Never. fuck up Los Angeles, but then nobody fucking cares about Los Angeles. Well, they they, blew, uh, they destroyed All the rock. Godzilla destroyed Los Angeles, uh, or no, I'm sorry, San Francisco in the last movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. He's near the Golden Gate, but yeah. And then, um, what was the other movie uh, with big monsters? Um, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, yeah, exactly. I, I was just about to say, if uh, if they listen to the, the, uh, fans? the fans, then they would have a Pacific Rim Godzilla yeah. you know, crossover. That's a crossover. Dope, but that wasn't, I, I only saw parts of Pacific Rim, but wasn't that... Wait, you only point? saw parts? Yeah, because I got it on bootleg, and I only saw parts of it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I can't even lie, because it took me a while to see the movie also. So. Um, but, like... And then admitted like, he liked it. Wasn't yeah. it a Godzilla-like creature they were fighting? Well, mean, they were they, they were yeah. giant kaiju. Kaijus, yeah. yeah. So I mean, but they were like different ones where it was like you know like a, a big one with four arms, one that flies with like ties. Yeah. Or I still plus, the I same mean, shit plus, twice. Yeah, I their mean, brains are in their. They have two brains. Yeah, but I mean, arms. the only thing is too is that I mean, obviously, it, it would just be like any other, you know, big series movie. I mean, Godzilla can't be the villain. You know, yeah. it's going to be one of those like. Where maybe they're going to go out looking for him or something, but I mean Godzilla's a star; like he can't be killed like that. So that's also going to be interesting to see how they're going to end up with the Godzilla versus King Kong. True, I, true. I can tell you right now that if they make a Godzilla Pacific Rim movie, here's how it works: they encounter Godzilla, right, and they fight him, they lose. Then they realize Godzilla was actually trying to warn them with, about something, and they team up, freaking uh, Jaeger Godzilla uh, against Kaiju's. Mm-hmm. That'd be incredible. Jaeger. <laughs> Jaeger, that's what the... The Jaegers are the... Uh... I'm just thinking of Jaeger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going drunk. <laughs> but you'll need a lot of it to swallow that. <laughs> Speaking of swallowing, you have any more for us to swallow? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have lots and lots. I just, <laughs> oh, just I, I forgot. I forgot the guy at the BBC. He's got, he's, I just tried clothes. to spool it out like it's a, it's a episode, in the garden. Episode sixty nine. The cap is talking about swallowing. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. I think he's gonna put that on, on the Facebook feed. It's on the record now. <laughs> Mike, what else you got? All right. What unites America? A white man wrapped in an American flag and fighting crime. What, America. What divides America? A black man wrapped in the American flag and fighting crime. What? <laughs> it only took a few days after hitting shelves before Marvel Comics Captain America, Sam Wilson, number one, came under fire from conservative websites and news programs. Oh, no, stop playing. According to Fox News' Foxes and Friends, co-host uh, Clayton Morris, quote, He's got a new odd enemy. Instead of going against Hydra and the typical Captain America villains, he's <laughs> going up against conservatives. That's his new enemy, end quote. With headlines blazing, Captain America goes partisan, Cap versus the Constitution, and Sam Wilson, Cap- Captain Anti-America, you think something awful must have happened in the pages of these comics. But as it turns out, the Sons of the Serpent, which are a hooded and armed militia of Americans at the U.S.-Mexico border, they are violently detaining illegal immigrants as they attempt to enter the U.S., so Cap goes there to stop this from happening. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's all that happens. Uh, the other Fox & Friends co-host, Tucker Carlson, added, quote, so who is this serpent? Is the serpent an Islamic extremist? An ISIS member bent on destroying Western civilization? No. The serpent is an American who has misgivings about unlimited immigration and the costs associated with it. That, according to the comic book, is evil. End quote. Now, book writer Nick Spencer was quick to respond in his tweet. Quote, more than anything, I'm just amazed how certain media coverage of Sam Wilson, Captain America, number one, directly mirrors what we showed in the book. End quote. Wow. I'm curious to find out. Um, the two co-hosts, or the two hosts from Fox and Friends, were they the guys that brought up the stuff about Superman fighting the fighting the police and, and making a big deal about that? Saying, I had no idea. <clears throat> because I know that Fox was one of the people that brought that to light, that when, when Superman was right. fighting as the police in, yeah. in whatever issue that was in DC Comics. Yeah. It was like a, well, two more two Yeah, more ago. recent, yeah. I'm wondering if, that was, if, if Fox and Friends were, were the guys who did that it also. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise wow, me. really? This yeah. is, well, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. It is Fox. It is Fox. <laughs> All right, but last but not least, The Little Street with a Big Heart just added a new neighbor to its storybooks and online media. On October 21st, Sesame Street introduced new Muppet pal Julia, a character with autism, to its nationwide initiative. With a website launched the same day entitled Sesame Street and Autism, See Amazing in All Children, the initiative seeks to reduce the stigma of autism with a variety of helpful stories and downloadable apps to make daily life tasks easier for families of children with autism, as well as supply storybook materials for providers, organizations, and caregivers. That is fantastic to hear. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a that's really a good ray of sunshine. I, I agree. Been, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. You know, I haven't seen Sesame Street in so long. I don't even remember what the show's about. Uh, they, 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 it'll, t- teach you, it'll teach you how to count. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you need that. <laughs> One! Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> what, what I'll say is this. I do watch Sesame Sesame Street because when I'm with the baby, seven o'clock in the morning, and we I, when I don't have work, we'll watch Sesame Street. It's back to plus a, in a year she will be smarter than him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give it at least two years, bro. Come on, no. For anyone else, I would have. But the fact that because um, it's funny, I think about and I know this is a stretch, but remember we were talking about um, off off show we were talking about Steve Jobs and when Steve Jobs died, kind of the creativity and the vision of Apple kind of died with it. Right. I feel I. I think that there was some fear when Jim Henson died, the same thing was going to happen. Right. And it sounds like that, you know, they've actually expanded on his idea of, you know, including everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, his message, you know, of, you know, um, everybody special. And, and, and that's, right. that's just wonderful. I, I'm so glad to hear that. So yeah. what I'm hearing <clears throat> is that you're saying that Jim Henson was prejudiced against mentally challenged? No, 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 not at all. I'm saying that. That's what I that's, heard. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I'm saying that Jim Henson had a really good message and it's easy when the, when the, 
the head of a company dies or leaves, that the company goes a different direction. Right. Not expand on the idea. See, Apple has not, I mean, they, they haven't really expanded on their ideas. What do you mean, really? They haven't expanded on any idea. Right. Uh, no, sorry. How long has Sesame Street been on the air? Well, since 1960 something. Right. I was going to say 71. It's probably 60. been on the air longer than Apple's been relevant. <laughs> I mean, and I'm a huge Apple fanboy, but let's yeah. be real. All right. So then all that time, they haven't had one thing with autism. Jim Henson dies, and now they have autism. I see what you're saying, yeah. But he's, was he's, it almost like a, a taboo thing? Like if someone had autism, I mean, but you just didn't yourself? talk about those exactly. kind of things. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's just not that it was there. Also, I think that um, I, I would imagine, I'm not saying that what they probably thought was true but I can easily hear people saying like well that's going to be a hard concept to explain to children like you know autism or any other kind of mental handicap type thing exactly because especially the way kids are concrete thinkers Um, kids under a certain age are concrete thinkers they're very black and white so they wouldn't understand the nuances of autism and what makes it different from a from quote unquote a normal kid or a kid without autism so th- to be able to, to approach that topic, you have to be very sensitive and you have to be sure to, to hit the facts, but make sure that you don't dwell on too many other things right. so that the kids don't get, you know, insensitive. And to then things. also flat out, America didn't give a damn until the late 90s. Think about it. I mean, look at TV shows. True. The late 90s is when autism started being talked about in TV shows. Yeah. You know, I mean, like we didn't give a damn until then. Yeah, so. look, there was a. Uh, it was interesting, by the way, when I was reading the article talking about that. I, mean, I don't know what, where their numbers are coming from, but assuming that they're true, they said that it's like it's about like one in sixty-eight children suffer mm-hmm. from autism. And I'm I like, believe it. I damn, believe it. I mean, that's something that's one of those one of uh, one of those things that just makes me go, we've fucked something up. That's I, something that we have, somehow have done to the food system because that is impossible. I know plenty of people, including myself. I know I have a couple of family members who have autism in different levels too. That's right. and that's the thing that's that the education has been improved over the past 20 years because before it was just autism, that was it. But there's so many different levels and how they function and how they communicate and what, what they can do. Like one cousin is high functioning, but he has Asperger's, which means he kind of says what's on his mind and doesn't think about, you know, um, how he says it versus another one. Trump is your cousin? What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call Trump? Oh my God, I'm not even finishing that point. <laughs> so that's all your quick news? That is all my quick news. All right, I don't have any quick news. Um, oh, thank God. Again. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Yes, yes you do sometimes have it. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying, yeah, he was saying, yeah, go ahead. Uh, anybody who's been watching Doctor Who, who? freaking awesome. Oh boy! It's, Even it's though been, I am too behind right now, it's been good, and I'm liking this new direction they're going with with the Doctor, where he's like, uh, "It's still the War Doctor, right?" No, 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 dude, no, no. that it's was just one Peter episode. Capaldi. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> the thirteenth Doctor under a rock. Yeah. Where, where where they don't show Doctor Who, which is okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this much: I'm glad. I mean, I married right. My wife is awesome. We're walking down the street. Um, He's only saying that because she's right in the room with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> listen to episode, listen, listen to episode seventy when it'll be at my place. We'll get the real deal. <laughs> Look, you know what that bitch said? No. <laughs> no, no. I will be listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three weeks later when it's not relevant. You, you got to do how Kim Peel did it, trouble, where you look to yes, the side yes. and then you're like, I said. <laughs> <laughs> She knows who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was the reason why my wife is awesome was, um, I don't know if it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday the day before we were walking down the street. And, you know, um, yesterday, for those that don't know, it was Halloween. And walking down the street. Or don't know when we recorded this. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. We're, we're, walking, we're walking down the street and we see a couple together. And one of the, one, um, the, the female and a male, it was a female and a male. And the female was dressed as a TARDIS. Okay. And from there, Gigi's like, oh, Doctor Who. 
I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and then I look next to him, and of course, it's the. I just feel it's the lame Doctor Who. I don't like any Doctor Who's, but the one with the fez annoys me the most. Really? Matt Smith? How dare you? <laughs> because Jump it, out that it, window it, right it, now. Shit, gladly. If I don't have to see another fucking fez again. So, <laughs> the plot twist was that was me in costume. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hips to Tom, of course. And he's going to do it right after this episode because he has a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, which... By the way, uh, Mike and Ralph remind me to show you something during the break. Um, it's the 69 episode. I can't wait to see what this is. <laughs> it's not whoa, very whoa, big. Whoa, so why, why, why am I left out here? <laughs> well, you, you, you have to work a, the camera. Are you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, once, once again, our tech fails. <laughs> he pressed the button and it didn't go. Nice. <laughs> Let's see. There, there we go. go. There we fuck you. Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> Delayed reaction time. Yeah. It's actually new for Ralph because he was premature. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's the effect of the TARDIS it's, It sets off the time scale. What I was going to say Was number one The reason I didn't say Because I don't think You're a Doctor Who fan Are you? Of course you? I'm a Doctor Who fan Oh my god What yes. the fuck Every oh cool person Is a Doctor no, Who fan No that is not true you. No that is not true <laughs> It is in this room so, okay. I do it to be honest though I only became a fan of Doctor Who Because I was watching Top Gear on BBC And then Doctor Who Would come next and I'd be Oh like, okay, Yeah Yeah Oh, but man. you gave it a try. You oh, weren't closed. Yeah. You weren't you weren't bald and closed minded. All, all of the uh, the doctors' assistants, I guess, or whatever you want to call them, I, I don't have that companions. Mm-hmm. Most of them are gorgeous. I will watch that yeah. show all day. Come on, such a straight. Why do you think I wanted to say? Why do you think I was one of the companions? <laughs> <laughs> my, Holy shit! What my, you were, weren't you? <laughs> Dude, they didn't have black people until like three years ago. Please, <laughs> no, no. She, he had Martha for a while. That's right. MSG's my favorite one. I just got that's say, exactly. Yeah, got there we go. <laughs> so just remind me during break. I got to show you guys something. Luke Crate gave a really cool package. And it was all about time travel for okay. October. I thought they were going to go with the whole Halloween spooky thing. Loot Crate, real awesome packaging. They gave they did all on time travel. They did Back to the Future. They did um, Bill and Ted. And they did um, Doctor Who. And at the time, they're not sponsoring us. Let's all right. True, true, true. Let's, <laughs> let's go on to the, to the first half of the show. Okay, let's get started. And we'll begin with the AMC smash hit, The Walking Dead, which Ralph is finally watching. Yeah, I, I binge-watched. All five seasons of The Walking Dead. So and that, you loved it? So that these guys could shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> and after all that, I'm still not impressed. Wow. Well, after five seasons, they had a sixth one because that's how successful they were. Yeah. <laughs> and with a synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Of course, he's bragging about that, but poo-poo the fact that MASH was on for 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, but dude, there was four channels back in those days. You it had was, no fucking choice. It was very true. <laughs> you had no choice. It was just like back when everything was black and white, right? Yeah. I mean, which back in DR, you wouldn't have missed much. It was four channels. <laughs> now back, we always had color over there. <laughs> that was just your skin. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Alrighty, AMC's The Walking Dead is the 2010 TV series based off the ongoing comic book series that was created by Robert Kirkman, Tony Moore, and Charlie Adler back in 2003. The Prince series is currently on issue number 147, while the much-acclaimed television series has begun season 6. Both series feature the trials and tribulations of a ragtag group of survivors making its way through the zombie apocalypse. All right, on for a synopsis. My name's Rick Grimes. (laughs) (laughs) I was searching for a way to tap into the hidden strength that all humans have. Now, when I grow angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. I'm wanted for a murder I didn't commit. I'm believed to be dead. And I must let the world think that I am dead until I find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within me. Dun, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joshing (laughs) y'all. 
I'm actually the leader of a dictatorship that has kept a fair amount of my group alive through the living and undead horrors of the zombie apocalypse. I've got my son, Carl, by my side. He's a teenager going through the change, and because towels and tissues is a commodity these days, let's just say his socks crunch when he walks. <laughs> and I even got a little bundle of joy for my late whore and wife. I named her Judith, and I love her more than anything. But if it was ever proved that she was Shane's child, I throw her in a pit of walkers faster than shit comes out of hamster that ate a plate of jalapenos. <laughs> Daryl is still my right hand man. He's got the cool bike, the long flowing hair, a bow and a million arrows, and can wear a vest over a vest like no one else. <laughs> I couldn't make a move without my Japa, China, Vietnam, Koreanese buddy, Glenn. <laughs> And his probably unsatisfied wife, Maggie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Carol is my one woman that looks like a man army. <laughs> I believe she's part Keebler elf and studied with the League of Assassins. <laughs> now, I worry a bit about Sasha and that Yosemite Sam lookalike. They both got the wacko suicide look in their eyes. Kind of like the same look my boy Carl gets when I tell him my jokes. Hey, Carl, <laughs> knock, knock. Then he says, who's there? And I says, you shot. And he says, you shot who? And I says, you shot your mom in the head and killed her. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be still a little bit sore about that subject. <laughs> and damn it, no matter how many times we send that mullet-wearing douche Eugene to die, he comes back like herpes sores in the shape of your wife's sister's name on your inner thigh. <laughs> But we're all at a place called Safe Zone now. They got a leader named Deanna who looks like a sumo wrestler's ass after it's been sitting on the beach. <laughs> the residents of Safe Zone are a little too soft for my liking, though. I bet they don't even know what it's like to bite the flesh off a man while another man is attacking your son. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and work that into a knock-knock joke for Carl. <laughs> I'll call it Y'almost. Y'almost who? Y'almost got ass raped by a bunch of bikers. <laughs> Yeah, he might like that one better than the dead mother joke I keep using. I'm working on a dead Beth joke for Maggie. She looks like she could use a good laugh. But I digress. Things got rough by the end. Deanna's husband gone and get himself dead by a wife beater. That'll be the person, not the guinea tea. She gave me the word and I shot him in the head in front of everyone. Surprisingly, his hot widow wife hasn't wanted me to sleep with her yet. My friend Morgan showed up. Last time I saw him, he was crazy as a shithouse rat in a sundress. <laughs> but now he's a Jedi master. I'm certain his talk of peace won't get annoying anytime too soon. But it's getting late, and I thought I heard some wolves on the other side of the gates. I hope they don't get in. Wolves make Carol angry, and you wouldn't like it when she's angry. And bacon cookies. <laughs> Right, so the show is starring. <laughs> Can we get a round of applause for Mike? That was fantastic. Can we please get a round of applause? And of course, he can't find the button. There it is. I was going to clap myself. I would. I shouldn't even wait for that. We barely thank use you, it. You, that's why we barely use it. Mike, well done. Go ahead. Ah, thanks. Uh, it's starring everybody you already know and a few that you probably that probably won't be along uh, live enough. Uh, you know, for us to be. Well, most of them died in the first three episodes. Exactly. Anyway. So we all the users are back. So there we go. Now you're all, all right. caught up. <laughs> oh my God! I don't know what's worse. The fact that you're saying that. Um, Maggie's not satisfied, <laughs> or the fact that they want to tell Beth a joke. I mean, tell Maggie a joke about Beth. That's <laughs> fucked up. 
All right. Hey, Rick is a hard man, man. He, <laughs> he, you know, he just he knows how to keep the group together. <laughs> All right. So, Walking Dead. We ended last season with Morgan showing up to the camp, and then Rick killing Pete, I believe. Right. Yeah. So we had that going on, and then um, we opened the season with that. Do you? How did you feel the flow of the first episode was? Um, it was it was a little bit back. Well, I mean, it was intentionally back and forth. They kept showing uh, our current time in color, and then the past events leading up to that current time in black and white. Um, it it wasn't a rocketing episode, but I think it let us know what we need to know for going forward. So I was fine with the episode, but it was a little bit um, slower in the pacing. I have a question. So as soon as time passes and you think about the past, it's always in black and white. So like, if I start thinking about the past, will I think about it in black and white? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'm, hold on, let me think. Maybe it's dog vision because dogs, <laughs> dogs only see things in black and white. Yeah, so we're seeing it through the eyes of a dog. So they're saying that we're dogs. Maybe. Mm. Don't think too hard, though. I see the smoke. <laughs> what, what do you think? Someone's Tom? cooking. <laughs> well, we, how did you feel about about the the pacing of that first episode? No, I agree. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I honestly thought it was a little long after a while. To the first hour, it went another half an hour, and I was kind of like, okay, I love the show, but I'm kind of falling asleep now. But yeah. I agree. It was important, though, to set up the next two episodes. So it was important. It, was, it had right. to be there. What I'll say is um, I agree it was important. And I agree it was, you know, it wasn't a bad episode. But I will say this. It did get tiring after the first half hour. The back and the forth and the back and the forth and, and the back and the forth. That first episode was like an hour and a half, right? It was. Yeah. yeah it felt like longer. And, I, and mind you, when I first saw it, I f- you know when you watch um, these shows and you're like tired from work or tired from the day and you're watching the show and you know you're tired. And then when you have an episode like this, it just seems so much longer. It did. It definitely did. But I, I mean, like I said, it was necessary, like everyone said, necessary evil. Yeah. yeah. Necessary evil, definitely. Um, do, they, do they like cut commercials during The Walking Dead? Or sometimes. Like two or three commercials? No, sometimes. I mean, especially for the opening one, because it, it that is AMC's number one program. So um, sometimes they'll say like presented with uh, limited uh, commercial interruption. They, that's what they did with actually Fear the Walking Dead, the very first one. Was prevented with a few interruptions. Right. Yeah, we don't talk about that. No, it should have been interrupted the hell out of it. <laughs> well, just just to cut to the chase of the first episode, what did you feel about Rick's idea to funnel the walkers away from that pit? First off, that pit was like, wow, that's a lot of fucking walkers. Was he funneling them away? I thought he was funneling them into the pit. No, no, he, no, he, away from away from the pit out. because the pit because the pit had barriers, the truck barriers, and there were walkers escaping. And he said the barriers wouldn't hold long, and oh, they're gonna okay. they're gonna hit Alexandria, so we need to get them out. So this okay. was my thought. They're already all together in a pit, right? They're already all together. You don't need to herd them anywhere. They're all there. Just throw some Molotovs in there. Let them start burning to death. Why well, go through all... I mean, obviously, it makes a good, makes a good TV show, obviously, because if you kill everyone <laughs> in the first episode, then you're done. I mean, well, um, devil's advocate side, though, uh, gasoline is a commodity. Here's, right, you don't want to just like you know because the thing is they're not like drenched in gasoline already. It's not like they're, they're just going to burst in the flame. You're going to have to soak them in it, which means you have to give up like your power supplies. But, I mean, okay, so they're all, they're all wearing rags anyway. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll let up pretty quick. No, but they won't. They a lot of them will still be alive. Right. I mean, also, that's the thing. I mean, they'll they'll in order for the human body they, to burn. Wait, they're walking out. They're going to walk out burning. But yeah. but think back to when the governor was was hoarding them, and I don't remember. They were who still exactly. alive in the they, pit. They, they, they were, well, yeah, but they weren't going anywhere. Like they're all well, no, but that the was a, but, but that was go. a deep pit. Like in other words, yeah. like there, this pit isn't like smooth walled. I mean, it's got like you know places where they can eventually walk out. That pit where the governor was, they were still they weren't. It wasn't really much room for them to fall down, so they couldn't even kind of walk on each other. It was just kind of like you know people in the room that can't that he, don't know how to climb. Here's you know. my solution. All right. Oh, here we go. Does it involve a tank? I was just going to say that. <laughs> I mean, if they had a tank, it'd be even easier. All right, so here's what they do, all right? Uh, I'm sure they had like a grenade or two somewhere in that armory, right? Where that truck was on the top of the hill where it was already falling. 
you put you set grenades along the ground so that it destroys the ramp so they can't go up right you mean with all the grenades they have you, you I'm sure they have at least like you one mean have you ever seen them with a grenade you mean with the grenades that can set <laughs> off other walkers to show up where they are yeah no no at the quarry that's a good point at the, the noise, quarry the noise. yeah but no- any but any noise that echoes through will they're already going there anyway so it doesn't matter all, all, right. I, got, all I gotta say is the horn listen, keep going listen, listen. All, right, all right well they're already out at that point all right, so you break the ramp right you break the ramp if you don't have grenades it's easy to make explosives all you need is a little fertilizer you know a little this is the zombie apocalypse you do know that Lowe's is closed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that one guy that's still on shift that's like, what do you mean I can't punch out? <laughs> you just go and get it. Anyways, so you do that. You destroy the ramp, right? You make sure that the other part is closed off and just let them keep on going in there and you'll be fine. And that's why you're not one of the writers for The Walking Dead. <laughs> exactly, because that makes sense. Or you can get a World War Ziga thing going where they start climbing on top of each other. Yeah, they are. Or oh. you could just have one person standing at the opening just pointing at the zombies. Look over there. I mean, it all works the same. <laughs> and, then, and then you just, you know, once you have them all in the quarry, you can just, you know, shoot them for fun. It's like, all right, let's go blow off some steam. Let's go kill some walkers. And you, sniper training. Oh, so Shasha has something to do now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, see, now that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I, I was thinking like. You can make a game out of it. It's like, all right, 20 points if you shoot the guy with the glasses. It's, uh, it's whack-a-mole 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> shoot the guy with the glasses. Because the zombies, after all that walking, the the, the, the the glasses would be on straight. I saw one. By the way, glasses. there's two people here wearing glasses. Yeah, that's right. There's three. Oh, shit. <laughs> there's, there's two with one that needs to upgrade his prescription. <laughs> Damn. These are just for show. <laughs> all right, hipster Thomas. So, I mean, so you guys never gave me an answer. What do you guys think about that idea? Because I know some people I've spoke with, spoke right. with were like, oh, no, I would totally. My idea? No, no. No, <laughs> no the idea of do you, do you think Rick was right to, to be um, proactive and say, yes. you know well, what? Oh, yeah, because the thing yeah, was he already. Had another choice. It was already coming out. If, if uh, once that um, truck had fallen, they were going to come out and go straight to Alexandria. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, you know, I mean, it's 100%, right? It's, it's just one of those things that's interesting, you know, um, and not. Jumping too, you know, too quickly, but just even seeing by season three, I mean, uh, episode three, you know, the town just, they're really clueless about everything. I mean, first of all, I mean, they're not strategists for the most part, but also they just don't understand how severe this threat is. <laughs> they don't understand what a group of walkers, like the mob group of walkers is like. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, oh, there's a fence. I'll just turn this way. Then no, they're just going to keep moving ahead and ahead mm-hmm. until they break whatever they're going to break. Right. right now. And it's funny because, I mean, a, a big example of that is that guy Carter who was in the first episode, who was trying to lead the rebellion against Rick. And then, I mean, tell me that that scene was not kick-ass with him and um, Eugene is listening to him talk to the other people of that um, group. And Eugene falls down. He's about to shoot Eugene. And here comes Rick. I just love when Rick comes in because it's not like Rick busts in like, stop it right now. He just walks in like, so what's going on? In here? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, listen, if you're going to plot a rebellion, at least have someone watch the door. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Well, I mean, he was just, he, this is rebellion well, 101. That, I've but, done this many times. But, that, but that, I mean, but that, what I liked about what he said with that was that's such a great point is that, you know, he's just like, this shows your level of incompetence. You can't even keep a lookout, you know, for me, you know, let alone at night, the dead is moving around and, and the threats of other parts of humanity that are out there. You know, that's his, his whole point. But I, I also love the, the, when Rick just shows up, and the guy's got the gun on Eugene, and everyone in the other room just like kind of like starts knitting. Everyone yeah. like, they're like, "Yeah, we don't know what Carter was doing back there." <laughs> Carter, man, what the hell? What are you doing, dude? What? Because Carter had that look like, "Oh, I'm the bad guy." 
because I have a gun on Eugene, right? I was all alone somehow. And I feel that way also with the people from Alexandria. Like, the, the loyalty is not there. In Rick's group, they're all loyal to each other. Yeah. They always watch each other's back no matter what. If shit goes down, they don't care. Right. They'll be there. But you know why, though? It's because of the fact that... Well, think about it. Think about where we live here in the city. Um, I, I'm assuming we all live in apartment buildings. Yeah. Name your neighbors on every floor. Name the neighbors on half the floors. I have no idea. You know, exactly, you know. Rosa. No, they all moved out. Jose. But you could just say that again and again wait, wait, and again. No, he, means, he means after INS was there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but, Julia. But you know what I'm saying? Rick. That, no. You know, it's, my, my point is just that, you know, that's the complacency. It's just you don't care. You, 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 right. you become numb. You're like, oh, well, the people always be there. Da, 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 da. I don't have to really give a damn about them. I don't really like that person, so I won't deal with them, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Rick's group is like, sure, I may not like you or I like you at first, but um, you know, like well, even um, Michelle mentioned, she's like, you know, we have jobs to do. You know, we have particular things that we need to do, and that they've learned. You know, because they they went through that. Think about it, you know, in the beginning, they went through that where people were, you know, Shane, you know, could gather up a, a faction here. Andrea, for God's sake, thank Andrea, God. God. <laughs> you know, you know, I I can see why you wanted her dead so bad. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> By like the, the second season, I'm like, someone fucking kill her, please. Oh. Someone please yeah. just like bullet to the head. Yeah. Come on. Luckily, she did that for us, but it just, <laughs> it, it just took her a little bit longer. All right, so so Carter um, miserably fails at getting this rebellion going. Right. Only, but he's really good at getting bitten in the face by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos on that. A plus. <laughs> did you see that going a different direction? That the, um, you mean biting him on the other when, cheek when he got, when he got no no <laughs> when he got bit in the face and Rick was the only one there. Did you see that going a different direction? Like. Like, maybe them thinking, like, a, a few more people thinking, oh, my God, Rick killed him savagely because he was against him, and then leading a rebellion against Rick at that point. No, nah, I mean, I, it wouldn't have, if they had tried that, it wouldn't have made sense because you had, like, a zombie in a tree with bloody lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, yeah, he got bitten. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I and you like, see the bite mark. Unless Rick just went like, Arr! and then it's like, oh, zombie did it with blood all over his face. Right. <laughs> just starts spitting at the zombie. <laughs> The zombie's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> I feel like fear plays a big role too. Like people are scared of Rick. They're not gonna yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mess with Rick. <laughs> Let's put it this way. At a meeting when he just goes, I was wondering how many of you I was going to have to kill to save you. It's like, ah, oh. <laughs> This is the way we're going. Or, or I know if it's zombie apocalypse and I see Rick coming at me, I'm running him over with my tank. That's all I know. <laughs> That'll be your first mistake because yeah. he, will, he will live and kill you. <laughs> and number two, how are you going to fucking run your tank if you use the gasoline to burn the zombies? So I never said about burn. burn. He said burn <laughs> zombies. Said burn. No, but wait, okay, so why would you want to kill your? Wait, you said acid? Molotov cocktail them. No, no he no, said no, Molotov. Oh, you did? oh damn! But I really would, can't tell the you... two of you apart at all. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a slight skin tone difference. I, I have a darker shade. Ah. It's called hair. <laughs> But why would you kill your greatest asset? Look how far he, they all, Rick's crew got. Yeah, I mean, Rick, you know, Rick like, is amazing. Because it's only a matter of time until he says, that guy's slow in his tank. Leave him behind. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like when he first met you. <laughs> yeah, You know that guy in the tank that we walked past twice? <laughs> um, that, that with all that noise is bringing the zombies with him? <laughs> and that's a good segue. Talking about bringing the noise of the zombie, the end of the first episode... When when that um when that horn hits yeah I I thought at first you know before we saw in the second episode how it happened right. I thought that it was um you know it wasn't as involved and and wonderfully involved as it turned out to be I thought it was just that the the wolves had just set off um uh, the sound intentionally I thought so too you know I yeah. didn't realize you know what it went into yeah so I mean and that that horn was so annoying obviously it's been in all three episodes because 
the episodes are um they're all happening at the same time right. it's that whole pulp fiction thing you know right. happening at the same time doing and uh, watching different um aspects but right. that horn is annoying as fuck especially because it lasted so long and then even when yeah. it went to black at the end of the first episode it's still going i'm like is that an error <laughs> well, it was more annoying in the second one, but it was really well done in the second one because, I mean, it was just that, that call to arms. I don't know how your TVs work, but for some reason, the frequency that the horn was blasting really sounded uncomfortable on my TV. Oh, wow. So, like, it was hurting my ears like crazy. Oh, interesting. Like, wow. It's because you bought a Vizio TV. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know it was a Vizio? Best Buy brand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and we don't get it too. We don't get into it too much in episode one, but in episode two, we see a little bit more about Morgan and how he's different from when Rick's on the first time, the second time, and obviously now, right. he, he and just kill. totally different. Yeah, altogether. How do you feel about the way um, they introduced Morgan, the new Morgan? Now, I feel it's a little, it's a little forced. You know, I mean, it's it's a little too unbelievable. I mean, his. You know, he's like, you know, trying to be like Mother Teresa, kind of like, oh, all life is precious kind of a thing. And I'm like, that would have worked early, like Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. That would have worked there. But you've seen too much. And I'm not saying that, like, you have to, your gut reaction should be to kill every single thing you see. But my problem is that, you know, you can see that the, the at least I, what I believe is going to be the, uh, this season is about uh, the philosophies between Morgan and Rick. And how they they differ, and I, and I'm imagining that we're supposed to get an idea of like, you know, that Rick is going too far. I mean, Rick has gone a bit, a little bit too far on his side. But Morgan, I think they picked the wrong time to show us his peace loving because it wasn't like these the wolves were like invaded to go take their fruits. They invaded simply to butcher these people. Yes, like no other reason at all. So for Morgan to sit around going like, well, you butcher know, and steal. Um, mostly butchering. I mean, we didn't even get to the stealing part. <laughs> they were just butchering, you know, like, you know, so that like for Morgan to go around, like you can give him a chance to leave. I'm like, for what purpose? These are psychos. These aren't, like I said, these aren't just hungry people. They're psychotic. Right. So to yeah. play devil's advocate for a second and, and bring up a point you made yeah. that, that he's seen so much already that we can't believe the fact that, oh, you know, he's changed. But maybe the fact that he has seen so much has made him change. And I'm sure that's exactly where we're going to go with uh, the next episode with uh, number four. And I mean, that's, I'm interested to see how they, they put it. And it's like I said, it's a good philosophy. I'm fine with the idea of that. It was the wrong episode, for, in my opinion, to put that in. It, that, like, in other words, this should have been like, um, for instance, Rick should have been suspicious of some guy that showed up or a guy with his wife. And he didn't want to let them in. You know, she's pregnant. You know, you know, Mary at the gate. You know, that, you know that kind of a thing. She's pregnant. <laughs> he didn't want to let them in. And Morgan's like, you know, this is wrong. Da 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 da. Eventually, they do, or whatever the case is. Which then, after enough of this and enough proving, like, you know what, Rick, you've been kind of a dick about these things. Da da da. Right. And Rick is like, you know, maybe I have been. Then the wolves should have attacked the way they did to show Morgan there are times when you have to kill. Period. Like I, I think that's what it should have happened. To, to also touch on your Rick point. Do you guys think that he has reached the level that Shane already was? Because you know how Shane was always like, you know, we all we know how Shane was. You watch, right. everyone watched the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't by now, watch it because you're dead to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, you were just dead to him until now, Ralph. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm like, reborn like Jesus Christ. <laughs> or like Pentecostal. But, but Rick, I feel like Rick has finally reached that Shane mentality, that Shane point where he's like, you know, we, we're here to fuck shit up. Like, we can't just, you know. I suppose. I mean, I never thought of him in the Shane point only because, like, Shane's thing was more for Shane's glory. Yeah. At least that's the way I saw it. But I mean, I do see what you're saying, though. Um, I Sh think I Shane think was more like, it's me, the way I say it, and nothing else. Rick is actually 
open to input. Right. Yeah, but but okay. So Shane was like a dictatorship, and yeah. Rick's pretty much becoming very dictator. Like you know. Well, I mean, that's why I, call, I mean it's a dictatorship, but I mean, but he it's does. More, it's he more does but, no, because, no, but if you think about, it, he does listen to input. It's just that it's more like it's, a council, like you said. But but if the input, um, if if what he perceives as the outcome of the other point of view will endanger the group, then he will override it. I mean, that's at least the way I see it. Like, cause yeah, he no, does, no, you're cause, right. Because I mean, we've seen where he's been like, you know, I'm doing it, you know, way A. I'm doing it way A. And then finally people are like, you know, da-da-da-da, here's B and C. And then he's just like, we'll keep way A in the back for plan <laughs> two, which will probably be needed, but we'll try B. And like, right. and we've seen that several times. And, um, and I still feel, because like, even when, um, when they were talking about dividing up, you know, uh, I, I, you know, Rick, I, I think you, you see where he wanted to be soft. But he stayed firm, I think, intentionally. At least that's the way I took it. Okay, no, I hear, yeah, I, I hear that. Like, yeah. like we're like we're um, when Glenn is just like you know, let me go with you, or, you know, and you can see he wanted to say yes, but he's trying to think like this is better for everyone else. Not so much that like you know it's my way or the highway, but I think it's just like I want these people to be safe, not me to be safe with you, you know, kind of a thing or whatever. Right. You, you know what? Something funny. I just realized after watching um, the episode. Uh, Everyone who died in episode three, mm-hmm. had they gone with Rick back to the RV, they probably would have still been alive. Uh, episode three, I'm trying to be, which the last, the last one know, we just no, had. I was having the same problem too because I was trying to. Oh, I'm sorry. Episode, three, I'm thinking season three. That's why I'm like, what happened there? Oh yeah, uh, right. Because yeah. Rick made it fun. He encountered one walker along the way. Yeah. Well, two walkers along the way. Right. And he kills them right so away. So maybe someone could refresh my memory. Then how do they get separated? Um, well, when the thing starts blurring off, I, I, must, I couldn't have sworn. I didn't realize that uh, he had said to Morgan to go back right then. Yeah. So the moment the sound went off, he sent Morgan back uh, right. alone. No, no, it was, it was no, it was before the sound went off. No, but I mean, no, because when the sound went off, that's when he was just like, "We're gonna go this way." I yeah, thought, yeah. Well, no, was he, what happens? All right, so uh, he Pete, kills Carter. Pete, was it Pete Carter? Yeah, Carter. Right. So Carter. Uh, Gets munched on. Rick shoots him in the head. Then, then he head. sends Morgan home. He sends Morgan. Oh, that's right. That's he says, right. go tell them what happened. Right. And keep them apprised of what's going on. Right. So they're relatively close at that point. Yeah. Okay. Right. So then, uh, so now they started going, started going. Then a few minutes later, you hear the horn. And that's when uh, Rick is like, all right, horn's happening. We got to go. We got to go back. Well, no, he didn't say we got to go back. He was saying that we've, we we got to try and lead the zombies. Uh, yeah, he was still back. trying to lead them away. Yeah, because it's because it's gonna because it's tracking the them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that was and that's again uh, just remembering too. Um, that was another for, for, at least for me a bad point with Morgan giving Rick that look when Rick shoots Carter in the head and it's like Morgan, what did you want him to do? Yeah. I mean, he was gonna there, die there anyway. is no cure. He wants and, to raise him, nurture him as his own. Right, but <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I find right now they're bringing up bad timing for Morgan's philosophy. It's like the guy was going to die and become a zombie. It's not like you know, by you know, if if that guy had been bitten in the leg or the arm, Rick would have chopped it off immediately. It's yeah. like he's bitten in the face, and I think they intentionally had him bitten in the face because it's like this is a death sentence. That's it. Well, yeah. Speaking yeah. of chopping things off, you think uh, this is the point where Rick is going to episode sixty nine? It's going to chopping things off <laughs> for the ladies. <laughs> like, well, in the in the comics, Rick has lost a hand, right? Yeah, that was from the governor, though. Oh, okay. okay. So that was way longer ago. Because in, in this, in the episode three, he cuts his hand on a machete that was on a, on a, on a walker. I mean, the thing is, they've cut stuff that's been... I mean I, I mean, I don't even see how that 
affects things. I mean, they, they would have been bled on by so much by this point. Yeah. Like open cut wounds. I mean, I hope that they're not going there anyhow. You know? I hope all, he has all his shots. Yeah. <laughs> all I got to say, side note, um, episode one, episode two, two totally different pacing episodes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's funny. It's almost like for all, the, for all the people who were bitching about episode one, here's episode two. Right. <laughs> and it was. I mean, was it was badass with Carol. Oh my Carol! Oh man, Ninja Carol, GI Jane Carol. Oh my Carol's God, Carol's gonna be the BAMP forever. <laughs> <laughs> she was crazy. She's dressing up as the wolves, and then she goes around. And what did they call her? It was like uh, Andrew or something like that. Like the the wolves when they saw her, they he, they recognized oh yeah, whatever they called it. They yeah. recognized her as someone else. She's fucking popping caps. And then she's like, "Oh, where'd you get that gun?" Pop, pop. That's <laughs> where I got that gun. Where? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said shoot me with that gun. <laughs> That was amazing watching yeah. Carol kick ass. Cause I mean, we know our, um, Carol can kick ass, and we know how she is. But to watch her in action like that—that that was, that was dope. And, and then when the priest and Morgan tie that one guy up, and he's like, "Oh, you're all gonna die eventually anyway. We're gonna get you." And then Carol just comes, boom, and yeah. they just look at her like, "What the hell?" Yeah. So can we just say that if Rick, if something ever does happen to Rick, I can see Carol stepping up and taking control because oh, she's always saving everyone's ass. I don't know. She Carol, saved him at Terminus. She saved him yeah. in Alexandra. Oh no, she's capable. I don't think Carol wants that responsibility. Yeah. I I think even if Rick died, I think she would offer Daryl. She would tell Daryl to take up. You know, she she would push him she'd forward. Be like the first she's, lady. Yeah. She's okay to being a Robin to somebody else's Batman. She's yeah. she seems more because her philosophy seems to be like everyone should know how to defend themselves, or like everyone should be able to fend for themselves if they need to. Right. So that's why she's like she pushes like the little kids like here take this gun, learn how to shoot. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, it's just the thing with, uh, with that episode that was, um, I, I liked the beginning and the end because, of course, that was the full circle part, which is where Morgan's looking at Carol and he's just like, you know, I can't figure you out. He goes, have you been with Rick all the time? He goes, were you a former officer? And she's like, no. He goes, he goes, there's just something when I look in your eyes that you're just waiting, you know, and she just looks at him and she's just like, huh. You know, like yeah. that little that because every time she does a happy homemaker act, I, it just cracks me up when we because we know where <laughs> she's come from and stuff like that. But then, like I, I love that. Then it came full circle at the end where um, she and Morgan are walking past each other, not a word is said, and she barely glances at him. At the same time, he's looking a little bit longer at her. I looked and, at the episode yeah, after you told me yeah, that. Yeah, and when you watch it again, you know that it's just that he looks at her longer, and she just gives him enough of the look to be like, now you know what what I was waiting for. You know what's behind my eyes now. <laughs> you know, and he, I think, was just kind of like, I think he knows as well that if I, you know, if I'm not saying he's planning on making a move, but like if I ever have to do anything against Rick, that's the one I'm going to have to worry about even more than him. Right. <laughs> you know, that scene reminded me of like in uh, in uh, old, uh, in, not even old, in the animes, in Japanese animes, mm-hmm. where you have like two samurais walking by each other and they like that split second where they, they line up and they look at each other. Right. Like that that's like showdown stare kind of yeah. thing. Totally, yeah. Absolutely. Where you feel them like going for their swords right away. That was like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be interesting though. Could you imagine if it came down to uh, Morgan versus Carol? Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's like it'll be great as long as he can see her. <laughs> but the moment he, he'd be like, "I lost," it'd be like a horror film. He'd be like, "Where is she? Where is she?" Well, <laughs> he'll, he'll have his stick. He'll have oh hell yeah. He'll have his stick and she'll have his her gun. Yes, it's like Donatello versus like um. So I'm trying to think. Um, La Femme Nikita. <laughs> or no, just Indiana Jones who brings a sword fight. Uh, Gentle sword, sword fight. Yeah, exactly. a sword fight without a sword. Who brings a sword to a gunfight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and lost in all this is Sasha and um. Oh, what's his name? 
Um, don't want the mullet. You're saying the same? I mean, you're saying Abraham. 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 What is with them? Because they kind of flash back to them every now and again, and you have them talking about, you know, the whole, you know, you have that, like, you want to die in your eyes. Abraham is a soldier who's obviously gone through PTSD, and Sasha is going through PTSD, so he knows what she's going through. But he's ready to die. Yeah. Not ready to die, but he's looking forward to dying. Let's just put it that way. Sasha's probably in a field somewhere with a gun in her hand. I mean, she'll she'll find out eventually. Yeah. (laughs) Do they bump uglies before they die? What are you talking about? He got that hot Latina. What does he need to say? Hell yeah. (laughs) Christina Ceratos? Yeah. Have you seen her last name? Hot as hell. I'm still amazed they they showed that uh, when they were having sex in the bookstore. And Eugene was watching? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Put a little boy year going. Episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was crazy. It's like um, the the girls like uh, he's watching again, and then Abraham's like, "It's okay, let him watch." <laughs> even, you glad even mullets p- need some love. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're part of this episode, Tom? Yeah, <laughs> and, and somewhere, somewhere listening, kept saying, "What the fuck? Nobody invited me." <laughs> we should have saved the flashlight jokes for today. <laughs> Oh, well, the return of the fleshlight. That's right. Hey, come on. We No fleshlight on the 69 episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. <laughs> All right. So that's what um, she said. Wow. <laughs> so episode three and we're going to wait. You know, what's funny. We didn't say we didn't press the button. We didn't press the button because spoilers. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> this one I would gladly spoil. Uh, well, let's You're press it. Just just like. Boy-ly. Spoilers. You mean these are spoilers? So <laughs> <laughs> as we're wrapping up, that was spoilers. What the fuck? I'm gonna throw it out there now. Is Glenn dead? I say no. Nope. I say no. He's not. Okay. I, okay. What do you say? I, Let's hear. It. I, I've been having debates with this with everyone for like the last week or so. He is not dead. If you no. if you watch the episode. And you watch the end. He, um, he Nick clearly falls on top of him. Right. When right. you see him twisting as he falls, exactly. but you see his head hit the ground, exactly. and you know Nick is on top of him because exactly. he had him in his arms. So, right. But now, so as of that episode, he's not dead. And right. As of the next episode, he's probably not dead. Right. But in my head, my thinking is, it's only going to take him so long to get through Nick. He was a scrawny little dude. It's going to take so well, long see, to get through. And then what's what, going to happen next? My here's my theory. All right. So same thing. I mean, you could tell because the, as they're right. ripping, they're ripping towards uh, the top. So it's like. And they made Glenn's it, chest, and right. you see uh, intestines and guts. Right. So you know so that's you know, right. You know that's Nick. So um, all the blood is washing over over Glenn. Right. So because you know when uh, the, the the walkers you know see someone who's covered in blood, they really don't see him because no, 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 that's not true. It's their blood, their it's blood, blood. Right. zombie blood. Not, right. Well, because, well, no, no, because living. I mean, even though the guy's dead, but I mean that blood is still enticing them. Like yeah. they're not shying away from it, so it is actually luring them in right now. The theory right, so. I heard is just, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, the theory I heard is, um, I was gonna say Carl for a second. Jesus, Carl, 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 stop being dead. Carl, Papa, Glenn is going. I love that video. Glenn is going to crawl underneath the dumpster. Yeah, I was just about to to say my theory is just that the you know thing being eaten is Nick. And that, because uh, I because I watched it again, and I'm like, you just see his head kind of disappear. It's not just so much they're pulling back. I'm like, he's just going to crawl into the dumpster. There's they're going to lose interest because there's not going to be anything around there. Right. The only question though is what's going to lure them away because they have to move in order yeah. to get out. And that's yeah. when I feel like either Rick, hopefully, I feel like Rick or or Daryl is going to save the day, roll in and just save the day. I'm hoping well, something like well, that. Well, Daryl's farther away from the. Well, town. he's not with Sasha and um, yeah. and Abraham right now. Yeah, Remember, he, he went back. back. He met up with that's them. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. then Rick is stuck in a camper that doesn't start, surrounded by walkers. Uh, did you not like Rick shooting through the camper? It was just like, Yo. yeah, I could just wait for him to show. 
truck, or I could just shoot through the camper. Yeah. Yes, AK forty seven. I mean, if you got it, you might as well use it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just that was that was such a great scene when the guy came in, just started shooting, and this Rick, and I'm like, you should have killed him <laughs> <laughs> because now you pissed him off. <laughs> he went into his Rick voice right there. You heard that, right? He's um, angry. <laughs> and, and, um. It's interesting because every time, I mean, ever since Morgan planted the seed about there's other ways of doing this, now I look at all the supporting cast that he spoke with, and I'm wondering if any of them are going to kind of turn. Michonne, like, I Michonne, would imagine. Yeah, Michonne. Yeah, well, I don't think she'll turn. Not I turn, think, but, right, you know, yeah, like, but, you know, like, you know, Michonne, because Michonne, she's just, I think she's just tired of the killing. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's, when she's on her own, she, she reverts back to that thing that she was. But I think, you know, she, she you know, like everybody, she was, well, I should say like everybody, she wants she wants there to be the hope of humanity and you know she doesn't want to kill but at the same time she has no problem doing it yeah. but at the same but at, think about it though, we see her generally jumping out to kill the zombies i'm not saying that she hasn't killed a person but it's, that's where she generally goes into her attack mode because they're already dead yeah. i you know i think she is getting tired of the living dying you know? mm, yeah you know what michonne needs another oh. sword yeah, <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. But <laughs> not, not on the '69 episode. That's not what anybody was thinking. <laughs> this is gonna be a thing. Oh my god! <laughs> it kind of looks like a sword. <laughs> but what do you think I was talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh god! But it looks more like a paring knife. <laughs> so you think it pairs things now? <laughs> wow. Anyway, <laughs> um, are there any other things you want to add before we go to ratings? Uh, this is so weird talking about Walking Dead and having Ralph involved in the oh, conversation. By the way, <laughs> it's bad enough that no one should ever want me to watch their child for babysitting, but we all now know to have Carol babysit either. <laughs> Your father used to beat you, now he's dead. Get over it. I'm like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> I, lo- I love Carol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she tells it like it is. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, too, I was saying this to someone else. I think what it is uh, that they're they're trying to show because she's been mean as hell to that kid since last season. Um, I think what she what they're trying to say is that you know Carol does not want to get involved with another child. Yeah, you know, between losing her kid and then and then, the two and then blowing away Micah. <laughs> you know, you mean Look, Psycho Barbie? Oh, not Micah. It was Lizzie. Which one was it? It was Lizzie. Lizzie yeah, Lizzie, yeah it was Lizzie. Lizzie. Well, yeah. Micah dies. Look at the Lizzie. Flower, Lizzie. Yeah. Look at the Micah flowers. doesn't. She kills her sister. Don't don't quote over that. I'm just, yeah. All right, but. <laughs> And was and is aiming for Judith. Yeah. I, I kind of see it as, as <laughs> that baby has been dead since before the prison ended in the comics. It's not supposed to be alive, and it shouldn't be alive. It makes no damn sense. It is. You, know, you know what it is? They're, they're they're gonna they're working for it, so it could be a Walking Dead in the future series where Judith comes back and she, she Rick has taught her everything yeah, he knows. I yeah, I don't see humanity lasting that long. <laughs> I can see a spinoff happening. I mean, you know, I mean, a, a place AMC where um, they're talking about Breaking Bad. I mean, shit. Walking Dead, Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> oh my god! If it's anything like Fear the Walking Dead, it won't make it past two episodes. Oh my god, that was that was miserable. Ooh, I couldn't do it. I, I can't. I can't watch. I can't it. watch Beyond Two. Absolutely. I, 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 no, I watched it all, and it never. It never got bad. I mean, there was there was times it was fine in certain episodes, but on the whole, it was crappy. I'm, I'm behind two episodes. I gotta finish. Oh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm behind a whole bunch. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, and not, give, not giving anything away, but it, yeah, it's only six episodes. But uh, that black guy they introduced, the, the one that made no sense, the, the cool one that's in that jail. Oh uh, no, I haven't has, seen that. It has yet. to be if you only have two more to go. I'm on episode four. He has to be when they're in the pens. In the pens. Yeah. Where's Nick right now? Where you're watching? Nick, 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 Nick. Crazy J- Johnny Depp guy. They're still. <laughs> <laughs> That's his identifier. I love it. 
He, they're still in the house. Oh, they just, uh, the last thing I saw, they've taken him away. Right, okay. That was the last episode. That was episode four where they take him away. Episode four? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, you're not missing anything. I mean, it's not any giveaway. It's just it's just a really annoying guy. You'll know who it is in, season, in episode five. You'll know it immediately. I'm, I'm silent. I'm just like, wow, I, I just don't like that show. <laughs> it's it's horrible. They, they picked the wrong um, type of families to care about. Like, I mean, you know, it just... They're, they're bad. I mean, I don't want any of them to survive. Like, and, they're just horrible, horrible cats. Am I mistaken? But isn't wasn't one of them on The Walking Dead? No. I mean, if if it wasn't, wasn't anyone major. But I don't. The daughter think so. of the of the barbershop guy wasn't she? In there? Wasn't she um, Tyrese's girlfriend? The only crossover. no, I don't think so. I mean, you can just do an IMDb or just, you know yeah, whatever, yeah. but I don't think so. The only crossovers I see is is the uh, the mother from I can't think of his name because it wasn't interesting to me. But the mother, she's also in Orange is New Black. Oh, okay. And she also happens to be in um, Grimm, actually. I can't wait for Grimm to start up. It started, started already. Yeah, it already, it already yeah, started? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I watched the first episode. I haven't there. seen it yet. Though. Oh, wow. I hope I recorded that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Ratings for um, Walking Dead Season 6. Let's go to the, 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 the new guy, Tom. It's The Walking Dead, so obviously 10 out of 10. It's not wow, even. you give it six claws. <laughs> yeah. Six claws. All right. Ralph? I give it uh, one tank that it needs with Ralph driving it. Out of one? Out of one. Out of one. You almost had to say it. You almost had to say it. like, yeah. Like, that's it. Done. <laughs> out of what? No, no. I, I give it, uh, let's see. I'll say six. Rick saying, if they don't keep up, you better leave them behind. <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> wow, 6 out of 10. Not bad. Okay. I'm going to give it 9... Um, I see a gate that stops the progress of her, of walkers, and I run right to it anyway. Out of ten, <laughs> watching Glenn run away from the walkers, and then he sees that gate. I'm like, is he gonna keep running to the gate? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably he's probably just hoping that like it's like cut, broken, movable, you know, just something. I'm like, why? There's a did dumpster you... in front of. Yeah, it. I'm like, why <laughs> did you even listen to Nick? Like, like I'm like, it was just like, why are you following this man? No, I, and and if you look closely, you saw a staircase that was blocked off. You, that he could have easily climbed onto it and been fine. Yeah. But no. Oh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe, maybe that'll happen next episode. Well, that, that'll probably be how he gets away from yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Mike? Um, I give it nine and a half. Carol will be on next season's Arrow out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be an assassin sent to kill well, Damien Dark. Oliver will just take time off. He'll be like, I got a replacement. <laughs> she seems older, but <laughs> she makes great cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you want a cookie? No. <laughs> then, then look at the flowers. <laughs> you either get a cookie or the flower. <laughs> Cookies made with flowers. That's the interesting point. So, <laughs> there you have it. Walking Dead season six. It's only begun, and the ride is just crazy. So, hopefully, it'll be great. So, we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I explain to Ralph, not the birds and the bees, but how to kill a walker without a tank. <laughs> Impossible. So, you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. 
And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. And now we're going to approach a subject that I thought Gabe would be here for, but he wants to go on a you mean Dis- Super Gabe? Yeah, Super Gabe, but he wants to go on a Super Disney cruise with his friends, so we'll cover it anyway. Wait, he's on a Disney cruise? He's on a Disney cruise. His friend works for Disney Cruises, that so. Bastard. Yeah. Can, can you blame him if it's probably a free cruise? That is true. I, I'll probably go on the free cruise, too. <laughs> so um, we're going to cover something that he would probably want to do, but um, we got to move on. Um, let's discuss- The show or the star? <laughs> let's get to that. <laughs> we're going to discuss the new CBS show, Supergirl. And with the synopsis is the gentleman who's always the man who keeps it objective. <laughs> MFG, Mike Devine's guy. I'm very objective. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Supergirl is CBS splashing into the superhero waters with a vehicle by the dynamic duo of Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg that brought the viewers uh, Arrow and Flash, if you did not know, um, as well as Ali Adler, who worked on Chuck, No Ordinary Family, and Family Guy. The series is based on the DC Comics character Supergirl, a.k.a. Kara Zarel, who is Superman's, a.k.a. Kal-El's, bi- biological cousin from Krypton. Supergirl was introduced in Action Comics number 252 in May of 1959 and created by Otto Binder and Al Plastino. Her character originally took the name Linda Lee and resided at an orphanage until being adopted by Fred and Edna Danvers and taking their last name as her own. She operated a Superman's secret weapon until Superman introduced her to the world in Action Comics number 285 in February of 1962. In issue number 7 of the 1985 maxi-series Crisis on Infinite Earths, Supergirl was killed by the Anti-Monitor while defending her battered cousin. All right, synopsis. 24 years ago, and a huge math conundrum after, Krypton was shipping its children out like they were the newest iPhones. <laughs> Sent to safety on a ship that was supposed to follow baby Kal-El's, uh, the 13-year-old Carol Zorrell, her trip was diverted into the Phantom Zone after Krypton exploded. Finally landing on Earth, Kara was met by her cousin, the fully grown, single, employed, and financially successful Superman, who promptly dumped the teenage orphan with the Danvers family and then left in a hurry. <laughs> Luckily, Ma and Pa Danvers are actually 1984 Supergirl and 1993 Superman, so they were more than happy to, of having a potentially dangerous alien hanging around their young daughter. <laughs> Flashing forward 12 years, the perky, bumbling Kara Danvers is living on the wrong side of the Devil Wears Prada life. But faster than you can say speeding bullet, Kara is donning a familiar suit and cape. Now, this is starring Melissa Benoist as Kara Zarel, Kara Danvers, and Supergirl. Uh, Makad Brooks as Jamie Olsen. Uh, see, Kyler Lay as Alex Danvers. Jeremy Jordan as Winslow Schott Jr. David Harewood Her- uh, as Hank Henshaw. And Calista Flockhart as Cat Grant. Wow, okay. So, it's James Olsen. Oh, here we go. (laughs) James Olsen. All right, so let's go with Supergirl. All right. Um, I already predicted a shit fest. Let's go for it. All right. um, I'm not going to say the question I usually say, which is, what did you like? What did you not like? I'm going to say, the beginning, they started with a montage. You know, they didn't do our typical um, origin story where they kind of go back and they use a whole episode or two to kind of get us into it. Okay. How did you feel about the montage? Did you feel it was appropriate for this? Did you feel like they needed to explain a little bit more? I think it worked. Everyone pretty much knows the story. Yeah, I agree. Well, of the story they told, but it's why when I started this off, I said that the math is a conundrum. She states, now, she's stating, we, when is she stating this? She's stating this now. Yeah. She says, 24 years ago, she was sent away. She also says in that same monologue that she was in the Phantom Zone for 24 years and that she arrived here when she was 13. And 12 years later, 
is when we catch her now. So that would mean it's been 36 years ago. You see? Ah. That's the problem. Like, like that's why I said this becomes a math problem. Wait, say, I'm that, like, say that again? Okay. She says 24 years ago, and then they show Krypton. I was blah, 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 blah. Right. Then she says, when my ship diverted into the Phantom Zone, I was stuck there for 24 years before I finally got free and then ended up on Earth, where I was met by the, my cousin, who is now an adult. I was 13 years old. Then he took me to this family, the Danvers family, blah, blah, blah. And now we're 12 years forward. Okay, yeah. So, so in other words, for her to say 24 years ago would be incorrect. Yeah. It's 36 years ago. Yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 Right. I see so, that. So Strike I, one! Yeah. So, like that, <laughs> so it's, once you start doing numbers, I, I hear immediately, because I'm like, you know, TV shows often make incorrect numerical associations. I don't know why they did it that way they did it. Are well, you sure they say that she spends 24 years in the Phantom Zone? No, they do. I do recall that scene. Yeah. Okay. Also. You just saw it this morning, so of course it's really yeah. funny. I, and I, wa- I watched it in the wee hours it's of this fresh. morning. Yeah. I just recently deleted it from my computer. So I can't. At least I saw <laughs> the email this morning. That's probably <laughs> You were like, fuck, I gotta watch Supergirl, fuck. God damn it, Cap. <laughs> yeah, um, and also, I mean, I mean, this is not a problem for the show because the show is its own mythology. Uh, I just thought it was interesting, too, that... Uh, if she's been stuck for 24 years and Superman's already been in business, that means that they're saying that Superman started being Superman when he's about 22-ish. I just thought that was just weird. Yeah. I mean, he's never that or he's never that young when he starts being Superman. Not a problem. That's their own mythology. I just thought it was interesting choice. Speaking of Superman, I think it's hilarious how no one will say his name. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they kept referring to him as him and yeah. he. Yeah, they always yeah. reference him, but they won't because copyright. God fucking copyright. You know? like, they always reference him there. She looks at the picture. Oh, it's him! Oh my, my boy in blue. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> and, but that it was like weird stuff. The like big that, guy though, that I didn't understand. That like it's one thing for her to be like, oh wow, you have a picture of him, but like she said it as if she's like never seen him but once. And I'm like, so either it's true that he barely gave her any time of day, and then was like, here you go, bye, or what was her reason for pretending as if she cared that much like it was just a weird because i'm like i don't know which side that's on either either she was pretending which makes no sense because he wouldn't care whether you were fascinated by superman or not right or you really haven't seen superman in 12 years like which makes him just an ass because it's the <laughs> only connection he had for him to sit around my life is so horrible i'm so alone on this planet don't you have a cousin fuck you <laughs> <laughs> that bitch didn't do anything for me <laughs> you know she left me all on my own. Well, that's why in the Phantom's synopsis, on my ass. Well, that's why in the synopsis, like you know, I make fun of that. I'm just like, you know, he is fully grown. He's single. He's employed, and he has got a financially set job. What would you do if your cousin from another planet was here? You'd raise her because that's this is the man that sacrifices himself for everything else on this planet. But it was like your family, bye. <laughs> I, I would do like everyone else does. I'd show him around my neighborhood and send him back home. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what he did. And I'm like, I'm, you know, for this origin story, I'm like, that's not very Superman like. That's right. just so weird. <laughs> you know? Superman or super jerk? Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure that out you later choose. on <laughs> tonight. Or super douche. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing in the mytho- um, in their mythology. That I'm, I'm really not understanding again because it's again you know we have to give it time because it's their mythology, but the problem is you know you you need to set up the mythology right away right. because there's too much knowledge about Superman already out there in right. general so that when um, she's talking uh, to uh, what's his name did I say his name was again um, Winslow when she's talking to Win and he's just like you know oh they saw they saw some guy with horns da 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 da, da. he could be an alien she's like there's no such thing as aliens I'm like so Superman in the last 12 years plus that he's been active, never gave the interview that he's from Krypton, which automatically tells everyone that he's an alien, which I, means everybody knows aliens exist. I okay. guess at, at that point, they haven't established the fact that he is an alien. 
Like the public doesn't know. No, I'm, no, I'm, we have to assume that until they screw up and say later on that he actually said it, and then they have to rethink their whole story. I'm just saying that it's because they haven't told us that Superman didn't do it. We know. I mean, in every in and, every origin of Superman, he's always given the interview yeah. right away that he is from another planet. And that's and this why, has been over twelve years. And, and that's why I asked the question. You know, do you feel like the montage was appropriate? Because I feel like no, I, feel, I feel like with our and, and because once again, and I don't mean to lean on people's past projects wow that's a um, um, alliteration like motherfucker but um the fact that you have the flash and arrow created by the um berlanti and um creesberg thank creesberg um they they set up a certain i mean with flash you have to set up as much because you got part of his stuff from arrow but right. they still took two episodes to kind of show you his world and show you who he's who he's with right i feel like that you know you kind of jump balls deep into this fucking yeah. show and you're like I, I mean, they, they kind of give you the montage real quick, but you still feel kind of lost. No, I appreciate it. Because, I mean, I look at the people watching the show. People watching the show either have never heard of Superwoman and like, oh, it's a cool show. So they don't give a fuck anyway. And Or, or you're the people who know Superwoman and are like, I don't want to waste Super my time. Girl. Super Superwoman, girl. look at you. Uh, <laughs> feminism, yeah. Um, He's, like, they're watching, they're like, look, I know this shit. I don't have to watch it again. You know, yeah. like, that's, that's why I feel like people are watching it. So I didn't mind the mod. Like, I, I have a general idea of what's going to happen. I don't need to watch a whole couple episodes all of her background. All I'll say is that I think. Sp- there's some characters that deserve that montage with her because she's not as well known. She's known. She's not her origin. Like, ask ten nerds about the origin of Kara, um, Kara Zor-El. I, I think maybe four out of a uh, four yeah, out of ten. And that's we'll even the, yeah. That's, I agree. That's even the nerds. So then you realize that most of the viewing audience are not comic book people. It it makes it rougher. I, I think. Like in other words, I'm not saying that they should spend forever on it. I just think that they should have tackled. Telling their story a little bit different, right? You know, like I they would lose people. Like, <laughs> it might, no, and it might. I mean, it might. Well, you're right. Yeah. I mean, like I think Spider-Man deserves the, a montage treatment, and you're okay. I think and Superman, you could do montage treatment, and you're okay. Right. I think you know, with with her, you might want to get a little bit deeper. That's why when I did the montage, I'm like, that, 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 that's all you're giving me. I was I was kind of thrown off. Wait, in the original Supergirl um, comic book series, did she have a sister? Quote unquote. No. 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 Because. Uh, uh, were you not listening to my intro? <laughs> no, in the, no, ori- no, 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 in the original, no, 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 she, no right, I'm saying she, in the in the later versions, like like after Crisis. Nah, no. Well, after Crisis, she was dead, and then when they finally no, no, no. After yeah. I'm sorry, after Crisis, before New Fifty Two, that reality when we when had, they started bringing back the Angel Supergirl. No, yes, no. I mean because then Linda Lee was actually their her own person, and I'm like, okay, yes. it, it, just, it got so confusing. Like, it's not even worth reading. Even though I heard it's actually a good story, it just it's it's not Supergirl by All that right. point. But. I'm going to bring this point up, and it's not because my wife's in the room. It's because she made an excellent point while watching this. Were you guys kind of puzzled with um Kara, um Kara's motivation to be Supergirl? It was kind of like, well, going, yeah, one day I just I kind of want to do things, you know? I, I kind of got yeah. powers all the time, and I kind of want to do things, so well, I'm, I'm going to, like... Be a superhero? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just, it was just, everything was a, con- a matter of convenience. Uh, Where'd the know. cab go? There's a white girl sitting in his <laughs> chair. Said, Why is she a valley girl all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, she made an excellent point. It just felt like, you know, she woke up one morning, she has all these powers all this time. Right. And just, you know, one day bored. in her apartment, she's like, I'm going to be a superhero right. today. Yeah, yeah, she's like, like, and then I'm going to buy some shoes. Right. Yeah. Her, her That's ran, exactly what it was. Her ran of like, Oh, oh! I have all the same powers as he does. You know, I can fly. I think I'm like, if she doesn't go away. I she was using her powers she... for evil. Episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, a lot of that it just didn't make sense. I mean, well, I hated the fact that we got the cheesiest ripoff of Superman Returns for our opening oh. battle. I mean, which is he comes back. Oh, there's a plane in distress. 
Lois is on it. Oh, it's a plane in distress. Her sister's on it. So that it was just so horrible. And, and they even mentioned it where it's like, oh, yeah. well, they don't mention it from that movie. They're saying that like in it's, their world that his first adventure was a plane. You know? That first thing he saved was a plane. Right. But isn't that kind of necessary to kind of give her like a, like a boost? Like, Oh, be like, he did that. I could do that. No, I mean, like, well, actually, you know, it's one of those things that I actually, I have a whole list of things. Uh, but, <laughs> he, he was serious about the list. Before. I, I really am serious. <laughs> like this is for this you is, viewers at home. He just unrolled a scroll. That's just, it's still going. It's if still I unrolled a scroll, I'd be sued for littering across the country. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way when ralph says viewers he means listeners go ahead <laughs> yeah yeah viewers listeners some people are viewing their phone while they're listening to it that's really scary right there <laughs> well they might be looking at a picture of me and for that you're welcome <laughs> uh, no but uh no like okay i had written down like what i don't like this is supposed to be female empowerment okay and i'll get to another point about how that doesn't work as well but for this, this part about female empowerment is that she's a shadow not a modern independent role model so let's just go down the quick list she was sent to protect Kal-El. Right. That, that was her sole duty. I mean, besides to live after that, but I mean, you know, so she had no real purpose. Um, she does the stupid human act like he does for no reason. She doesn't have a dual identity. Why are you acting like an idiot? Like, you know, she's doing Clark Kent, but she's the female Clark Kent. So, so in other words, again, you're doing nothing original. You're just doing Clark Kent. Um, she takes a job at a news media corporation. Hmm, news? I thought he was a reporter. Um, which then she also learns that he wanted her to take anyhow. So he was kind of guiding her. Again, no independent thought. She stops a, um, the falling plane like Superman does on his first outing. Again, showing she has no originality in her purpose of action. She wears his uniform, of course, but it's really, I mean, it's really his uniform. Like, you know, right down. It's and a then, house uniform. Right. And then gets the baby blanket from him as her cape. She is the least constructed person of her own I have ever seen for a hero. So devil's advocate for a minute, should she have let the plane crash? <laughs> no, no, but, but again, it's again, just like- Oh, I, fuck him. Yeah. He um, saved the plane first. No, I'm not going to do that the first like, time. Oh, my sister's on it. Like, fuck it. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to get some Starbucks. <laughs> no, but it's but according it's, to the cap oh, of a valley okay. The devil's advocate, too. There was no other crime in the city. No one got robbed. No one was getting stabbed. No well, one it's was like, stabbed. It's like, She's got super hearing. In other words, she had already decided she was going to try and do something. Oh, because her sister was on the plane. Look at it like this. Yeah, one, it's her sister. And two, let's take, for example, the police force, right? If you have someone whose car is stuck on the side of the road, you have someone getting robbed. You're going to go for the robbery, obviously. You're going to go for whatever's more right, important. Right, but what I'm saying, though, is that they could have given... But this is also, though... This, this argument is the same one that's used for the Man of Steel killing Zod, which is... I'm not saying that she shouldn't have saved the plane the writers shouldn't have had her save the plane. They shouldn't have had her have to save the plane. She could have saved the train. In other words, they chose to mirror or shadow right. In other words, that's, what, that's my whole point of this part is she's not independent. She's doing either what he's done or she's doing something of his or decisions that he wanted her to make. She didn't really decide on anything. You know what I mean? Like she's not going... I'm a modern woman. I'm making my mark. She's just going, I'm just going to do what my cousin did. It's almost like when you see um, superhero characters and when they make the female version, and they do this all the time, and they have their origins very similar and their power similar and the uniform similar. It's like, okay, I understand you're trying to show that this is the female version of this character, but once you start making them similar, then they're not really different. You're just throwing a wig on them and giving them boobs and and a vag, and you know, there you go. It's like, no, no, no. You want to make her different. You want to make her unique. That's what made Spider Woman so great. Can, right. you, can you explain the downsides to that? <laughs> <laughs> right. But exactly, I'm glad you brought it up, Spider Woman. The um, you know her tale and stuff like that. I mean, she because she's not Spider Man 
with boobs. Right. She's just her completely other character. And I didn't realize you until know. we started talking about Spider-Woman and you realize her origin is totally different. Her powers are different. They share the name, but she wasn't and even... sticking two walls and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, she didn't walk into a lab and get bitten by a spider. She didn't, you know... I was just going to ask you, did like Spider-Man bite her? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> One nice day. Say no more. <laughs> no teeth, no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no teeth, no teeth. That better have been webbing you shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's sticky the same way. <laughs> I didn't pee for a month. <laughs> oh man! Uh, um, you know, so that that was my problem with that part. Um, my other problem with um, this supposed to be a female power show um, was that both Kara and Alex needed men to assure them of their stations, because Jimmy tells Kara that Superman knew that she would be ready for this one day soon. In other words, it wasn't just like again, I'm going to do this, fuck everybody else. It was maybe I can't do this. Oh well, here's a man saying that another man said, yeah, you're ready for this. So that was one down. And then Alex, as she tried to be all confident when Kara, you know, said, like, you only got the job because you're my sister. Then she has to go and ask her boss that I only get the job. And he's just like, yeah, but now, but, you know, it's your talent to keep you employed. And I'm like, okay, great. So these women who are supposed to be powerful also still need a man to justify what they're doing. Hey, Ralph, you know. can you queue up It's a Man's World? I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man's world. No, no, not you fuckers singing it. <laughs> the actual song. So, you know, again, I just found this weird because, again, it's touted, you know, this is supposed to be for women. And don't even get me started on the, the – did everybody here see the last Transformer movie? Unfortunately, Unfortunately right? I was okay. with you. All right. Yeah. No, I know that. But I, <laughs> I was with you. Right. Unfortunately, we saw it together. Okay, That's so I remember that horrible scene when they completely justify basically statutory rape? <laughs> like they go out of their way to just when they could have just made her 18 years old because mm-hmm. yeah. she still would have been in high school mm-hmm. but they made her 17 which is underage everywhere else except for in this like, remember how they went through that yeah the so, Romeo and Juliet right, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so this is exactly if you notice exactly what they did with calling her Supergirl like they went through this convoluted way to justify calling her a girl yeah at, for a 24 a year old woman and it's you're like, a girl yeah and it's just it girl was just weird you know it, you know that's again it just it was one of those things where then if that's the case if you thought it would be this much problem why didn't you just make her 18 years old like right. why didn't you downgrade her age to make her supergirl for, to see that she's well, going to grow she into was 18, being she could, a superwoman she's 18 she couldn't work in the news in the news place she, really she could, could be an intern yeah no she, she definitely could yeah but she wouldn't be that useful she then she'd be peter parker no she's, she's still I, not useful I, 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 no, I mean, no no i know what you're saying 18 well, we can't have her having sex with a black man at 18. <laughs> 24, oh. 24 we're, she's already made her mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, you heard it here on Meanwhile 22, episode 69. Jimmy Olsen will get some of Lana. Uh, Alana. Wow. <laughs> He's moving around. That's small, speaking, of, speaking of Jimmy, I kind of thought of MFG when I saw him. That's, oh, <laughs> don't get him started, please. Oh, my God. Smooth. <laughs> he does not look like, like Denzel. Like a creamy root beer. <laughs> he does not look like Denzel's father. <laughs> That's what Michael looks like, Denzel's father. <laughs> oh, but um, jumping back, because uh, I, I, like I said, I've got like too many things so I'm running through. But jumping back to them, what you were saying about, like, you know, should she have let the plane crash? What about Alex, who was basically like, why don't you let me and everyone else die? Which, what does that sound like? Anybody? The father from Pa Man Kent in Man of Steel. Why didn't you just let them die? I'm like, what are you trying to tell us here? But you know? Aren't the same? I mean, even though it's Berlanti and I keep forgetting the other guy's name, Kreisberg. You know, like it's Berlanti, it's Isaac Berlanti production. That's why. Right. Um, are they going with um, the same writers from the movie? 
No, I mean this is. Or just did, I mean, David Goyer is the guy yeah. who did. Yeah. The David Goyer did TV as well because they are right. Men. But I mean, Goyer didn't write this. You know, I mean, it's this is their stuff. I mean, they. I'm sure they're influencing from things, but you know, it just didn't happen. Um, yeah, because that's and that's also something to you know just to to, to double remind listeners and stuff like that uh, in case they start getting confused with the Marvel way of life is that. You know, don't forget DC's TV stuff has nothing to do with their movie properties at all. You know, like they don't like it's not like Marvel Words Connected it's Universe. Dumb. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bad idea, but it was dumb. Yeah, dumb. So like, I, so I didn't like that. You know, I, I was fine that she could have been mad at her sister revealing herself, but she was just ungrateful and pissed that, I wish that, that she didn't revealed. die. I wish your sister revealed herself. <laughs> Episode sixty nine. Episode sixty nine. Episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Tom comes on the show, I swear to God, it could be like episode like three, like the most least, the least threatening show, and he'll make it this. We all remember her from not another teen movie, all right? I don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Where that. she's from? Yeah. Oh. Oh wow! I gotta watch the movie again. Holy smoke! <laughs> and my wife chimes in like, "Oh, I forgot about that movie." That's so funny. Um, quick question. Um, how did you feel about the first villain that was um Supergirl's opposition? He was lame. Super lame. Really? But he was lame. And what really got me too. So he's beating down a Kryptonian. Like like it's no tomorrow. He's not getting injured. She's hitting him. He's like barely feeling it. But, oh, wait. United States military people with missiles. I've got to run. <laughs> Why did so, you run? Right, so let's, let's, this, is a, this is a thing to think about this morning. She has, I'm assuming, no formal training on fighting. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not someone train her also? That might be well, beneficial. That'll probably come up later. I guarantee you in the next following episodes, you know, they're going to be like, you need to learn how to fight. You know, I guarantee Kara you. Kara gets trained by like, Jimmy Olsen. Because he's black, you know, I mean, he fights. <laughs> she gets well, a call. No, from, no, that's where she learns how to take a punch. He knows the streets. <laughs> it's because of James Olsen. Episode Damn. 69. <laughs> <laughs> the taboo episode. <laughs> Write this down. No, but I, mean, I, I, agree with the, I agree with the fighting thing. When, when she was fighting the guy and she was doing a bad job, I'm like, okay, so they're going to have an episode where, you know, we're going to see her, like, some room that's lit, that's low lit with uh, low level kryptonite where that they can actually teach her to fight. You know, you know that's coming. She also punches really slow. Like yeah. She's like, oh, maybe I, I'm not quite committed. I'm not committed to this. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how did you guys feel about the dialogue? I mean, the action. I mean, you're right. She does punch kind of slow, but how was the dialogue? The dialogue just felt. I'm used to all these shows like Flash and Arrow having a, a quippiness to them, a, 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 a kind of feel to it, but this just didn't have it. No, it was just uh, it was, I mean, it was just regular. It was yeah, like, I mean it was it was just average. Yeah, I mean I thought Calista Flockhart was funny, you know, because she's just being a bitch. But you know, I felt like <laughs> that was funny. Was, I felt like that wasn't Calista Flockhart acting. That's yeah. just me. Exactly. <laughs> like, she's a, I mean, she well, we'll asked Harrison Ford when we have him on. Wow, <laughs> I, 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 it's funny. I wouldn't be on that one. Calista, Calista <laughs> Flockhart was wow. <laughs> Calista Flockhart was um, young when she dated Harrison Ford initially. Did he like kiss her and like she got older? Because I'm like, how did she get so old so fast? <laughs> Harrison Ford sucked the life out of her. Oh, I'm glad we're, it, it, it's now a <laughs> it's now a chorus. Yeah, no, no, she, no, she definitely got old fast, or at least old looking fast. But uh, but, yeah, well, but like, she, she, she was at least funny. Um, that's, that's not that old, you know. But uh, you know, she's at least. Funny. I mean, let's put it this way. Um, example. What, either she's either fifty one or 50, you said Calista Flockhart is fifty. She's fifty. Nineteen sixty four. Okay, she so, turns fifty one on November eleventh. Fine. The woman that plays May on Agents of Shield is fifty one, going on fifty two, and what? she looks great. She looks like she's yes, like early forties. Agent May is fifty one, going on fifty two. Go so May, just, just to give Go you an idea. May. Well, <laughs> we can also idea. say like Melissa's twenty seven. She looks really young. So yeah, yeah. But um, um, but oh, so the other uh, another thing the I want to nice. bring up: elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. Go ahead. 
They trank darted. What were the trank darts made out of? Crypt- they had kryptonite in them. Good. That's what's in them. What were the darts made of? Metal pierced her skin oh, with ease. Because of the kryptonite. Metal? Laced before- with kryptonite. It wouldn't have worked Laced like that. Laced with kryptonite. Guys, are we going to do this man no. from Uncle Thing again? No. Laced no. with kryptonite. It's not making any kind of sense because the metal itself wasn't. And they said it's low level. So it just wouldn't have worked like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for that to come up. I'm like, and here it comes. The moment it shot in, I'm like, so how did they pierce her skin with ease? Evidently, lace. With the moment, the, the, the minute it shot in, episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't led, I haven't led the charge yet. So, <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that they still need to work on. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's an incomplete idea. I feel like they, they the pilot should have stayed a pilot, and they should have yeah. worked, worked out the kinks. But also, I hate. Um, her her reasoning for her goal because i'm because one thing I'm, i've been tired of it for years but to to see it again just so blatantly abused I, I can't stand the misplaced blame as a motivating factor for the hero right she's saying that you know i mean she doesn't say these exact words but basically she's like the ship my parents sent me in to save the life of, of my cousin was thrown off course by krypton's explosion which put the ship in the phantom zone and when the ship left after 24 years it brought a prison to earth so everything's my fault how how was it your fault? Like right. you know, like but well, that's her reasoning. But, but, but for that's her point of view. But no, yeah. but, I, but I just thought that was just it's a lame reason. If she just wanted to say I want to protect the people from these super powered people, that's fine. Right. But to to do the whole, it's my fault they're here. It's not. Well, you know? all right. So here's here's from uh, my Kryptonian lore from what I've gathered before. Okay. Here we go. The Phantom Zone was was created by the House of L. Right. Right. Uh, no, but okay. I, I, I mean, I'll let you have it, but they didn't create it. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever. So, because uh, in Smallville, it was a, a prison created by Jor-El. Okay. Right? And only those with the blood of Elk would be able to get out. So maybe Right, but this it. isn't... No, I'm just saying... Uh, no, I know what you're saying. I'm the, just the, saying... They're probably going to say that the reason why Kira was able to get out of the Phantom Zone is because she's... Uh, Either that or they'll out. probably be like... They'll probably have somewhere like she was actually active on the planet, but then didn't remember yeah. because, you know, her aunt was there. The identical twin evil sister bit. Yeah. This is 2015, people. That's just ridiculous You're going to give her crap. red apple to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just sat there like, you've got to be kidding me on that one. But then also, the, the other thing that got me... So, all right... That, and you saw how large that prison was. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Mountainously huge. Right. It landed. It, it came. <laughs> it, it, it came. It came wait down. For, wait for right. it. Go, let mine go. Right. And then, and then I know right. what you're going to say. Go ahead. All right. So it showed up when she showed up, right? Right. All these prisoners escaped, right? Right. Somebody should probably try and get these prisoners captured, right? That would probably be a good idea. Who should that be? Superman, because he's been active since she's been here, and she crashed twelve years ago. Yeah. Evidently, am. Superman is just been like, "Fuck y'all, you get them if you can." <laughs> I've got my you know. city to take care of. You got your own city. You know. C- can you say mountainously huge again? No. <laughs> Episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that was another problem with mine. Okay, because it made no sense. This, it sounds like there's a lot of things in this show that just don't. I mean, they, they're. It just doesn't feel like a show that's that's 
made Arrow and Flash. It just seems like they threw the name on it and gave somebody else the rights to be able to to figure out all the nuances of the show, and it just doesn't work as well. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Yes, it's a kind of campy show. Kind of? All right, fine. It's very campy. Thank you. You know, but I mean, it it accomplishes the job. It's entertaining. It's not good by any means, but it's entertaining. Dude, a dog shitting on a sidewalk is entertaining too. I don't sit there watching it though. Hey, man, you got to, like, lower your standards a little yeah. bit, right? <laughs> you haven't seen how these dogs poop nowadays, man. It's crazy. They spin around for, like, three hours, and then, <laughs> boom, it comes out. After three hours, it would. <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Ratings for Supergirl. Let's go a different direction. Mike? I give it five and a half. It's a skirt. It's a babe. It's a mess. Out of, <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Ralph? I give it a seven. Melissa Benoist, very nice out of ten. What you give it a se- wow? Okay, <laughs> you could tell by everything he didn't like about it. it was a seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl and she's cute. I'm gonna give it a high rating. <laughs> stroke, stroke, squirt. I would have uh, given it an eight, but she didn't have any ass. <laughs> <laughs> Episode sixty nine. Gotcha, <laughs> Tom. I give it a seven too. You give it a seven, and I kind of wish you'd use her heat vision to make me a panini. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I'm gonna give it five. This feels like Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern dialogue out of ten. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my That's god. how bad it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, Supergirl. Supposedly, it was from the writers of um, Flash and Green Arrow. Doesn't look like it so far. But wait, don't go anywhere. You know why? Because Geeks on the Go is next. And now time for Geeks on the Go, guys. Episode 69. Oh, my God. What is that the hipster version? It wasn't me this time. I didn't look it up. <laughs> was, what happened to the suavest voice? What happened to that? Yeah, so I get gentrified. and <laughs> That was suave. <laughs> so it lacks flavor and style? What the fuck? <laughs> all right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stop trying. I think we're going to make it two minutes, and I'll add eight questions. Is that that's what your goal you is? Could add, you could make it two minutes and just have two questions. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these ninety-five things I'm about to list do you think don't belong? Oh Jesus Christ. Coming coming from the guy who send me who, who sends me texts like goodness, Geeks on the Go is so simple last time, really. I'll write the questions next week. Yeah, <laughs> the questions. <laughs> I'm actually proud quality. to be more than a minute. <laughs> Episode sixty nine. <laughs> okay. You may be proud to be under a minute. But it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what's funny? We should have made it 69 seconds. That would have been great. Yeah. But oh well. Um, that, 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 that ship has sailed. <laughs> Ready, set, go. If Daryl, Carol, that was supposed to rhyme, Rick and Michonne were with a group of survivors and one of them were to turn on the rest of the group, who would it be? Ralph. Carol. Carol? Yeah. Okay. Carol. Mike? Uh, doesn't matter which one turned on the rest. I'd shoot him in the head and then cry about it later. (laughs) (laughs) Tom? I'm going to go with Michonne. She's used to being on her own, and she's the least, uh, well, she's like the last one to join the group, right? So I'm going to go with Michonne. All right. All right. Yeah, I guess she is. Um, Supergirl wore a white t-shirt in the cartoon Justice League Unlimited. Would that work in the Supergirl TV show instead of the costume she has now? Mike? No, mostly because writers would ha- then have an episode where she entered a super wet t-shirt contest. Oh, my God. <laughs> where super areolas. Um, episode Tom? 69. <laughs> I want to know where her apron is. <laughs> oh no, no, but seriously, she, I can give a shit. Two shits what she's wearing. I can oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Ralph? Probably not. 
Probably right. would not work. No. All right. And then, you know, you have the super nipples popping out. Oh, my God. <laughs> super high beams. <laughs> I feel like that buzzer was for Ralph's answer, not for the time is up. It's a little cold in here, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, we still have two women in the room. That's so funny. Those things will cut diamonds. <laughs> Literally. All right. All right. All right. Which would be a better storyline to make into an animated movie? Captain America's assassination or Nightwing's ascension to the Batman mantle? Tom. I'm going to go with Nightwing because watching Captain America get assassinated would be kind of dark for some kids. <laughs> hey, we've seen darker things they put into into movie form, into animated movie form. Ralph? I'm like, honestly, you got to ask me that question? I, I want to hear the answer, though. What do you think I was going to say? You're going to say Nightwing. Tank. <laughs> He's going to say, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Nightwing's ascension to Batman, of course, uh, man. Just making sure. Uh, uh, Battle for the Cow would work because the resurrection story for Cap's return would make everyone root for Hydra. It's a horrible, <laughs> it's a horrible resurrection story. <laughs> oh my god! All right, it's three days. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which character is more interesting, Killer Croc from Batman or Lizard from Spider Man? Tom, I'm gonna go with Lizard because I don't remember enough of Killer Croc. Oh, wow, There's okay. nothing to remember. <laughs> yeah. okay. Mike. Uh, lizard. If Killer Croc ate his son like the lizard did, then he'd start being interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph. Lizard, come on. Doc Connors, what's up? <laughs> and last one. How long do you give Supergirl before it gets canceled? Tom. Two seasons. Go feminism. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Three, four if she gets, uh, calls me back. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Uh, I just say uh, once the producers watch the first episode again without snorting coke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. That's the only way it made it this far. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I usually I don't answer geeks on the go. I want to answer this one. Shut up. <laughs> I really think it's going to have a rough first season. <laughs> Thank you, my lovely wife. <laughs> but I think that um, at the end of the season, if because you know there's that one episode that that sometimes will determine how the rest of the season will go. Like right. it'll be episode five or six, and oh wow, that was really good. Now it's starting to pick up. If they don't have an episode like that, if it stays like this, I don't see it lasting past oh. the season. Well, the thing that's going to pull this episode, I mean, this season together, and I mean, it's not that I've read that it's happening definitely, but I know it will happen. Um, Arrow's going to be on there. And or the flash. Oh, that's right. I because I, I remember correctly, Balanti would not agree to do this if he could not bring them onto the show. That's kind of cool. So I mean, already that's going to be what everyone's going to gear up for, and that's going going to hopefully get people watching, but also hopefully means you're going to write something worth putting your characters in there for. All right, all right, cool. Um, we're at the part of the show where we do shout outs. Do we have any shout outs? I, I mean, I'm going to shout out a couple of people. Um, shout outs to Comic Chatter. Um, the, yay, comic chatter! Yeah, absolutely. Um, they fellow podcasters, the fellow podcasters we bumped into in during Comic Con, and just want to give them a shout out. Hopefully, you guys are experiencing a better couple of episodes. I know the beginning could be rough, but stay with it, guys. Yeah. Well, you guys are up to either three or four, I guess now. So do it, do it, do it. That's right. Um, and eventually, you'll get to sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> but you couldn't use that voice for geeks on the go. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking mad now. <laughs> Ralph, do you have any shout outs? Yeah, I like to shout out my boy Johnny Walker, my boy Jack Daniels. Things and, you don't drink, and my boy Jose Cuervo. Because the only wait, thing, wait, you sorry, I fell asleep during your shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be shouting out Dragon Berry. Yeah. <laughs> the only to heal I'm going to give a shout out for is Two Fingers, Episode Sixty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Any shout-outs for you, Mike, besides 69? Uh, no, 
Not at all. I don't like anybody. So you all can go to hell. <laughs> Unless you like me, and then that's the case. As, I'll make as, some cookies for you. As Aaron hears this show and is like, Mike says that about me. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> special like Blue Parking, maybe. Um, Tom? Uh, I'm going to shout out my folks again who are now avid listeners. And uh, my Uncle Marcus visited from Cuba. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, are okay. they actually avid listeners? Yeah. Actually. Did they like us on Facebook? They, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Tell them no, they haven't. And get to it. <laughs> See, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that, bro. <laughs> Are now, you guys even on Facebook? I never seen yeah. post anything. Are you fucking serious? Oh, <laughs> wow. well, well, only one of us does. One and a half. That would be me. One and a half. I'm the half. Less than half. You see how they single me out? <laughs> Is that a height joke, though? One and a half? But yeah, I just I haven't uh, posted anything in like about three weeks now, I guess. Yeah, things have been kind of rough, you know. Mm. Yeah, I just haven't had anything worth saying. Yeah. It's been kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> it's been kind of rough without a safe word. <laughs> Pineapples. I, you know, I miss I miss the flashlight so much. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I, have a, I have a kid that says otherwise. <laughs> it's the married life. It's the married life, yeah. Oh, so you're saying now that I'm married, I need a flashlight now? <laughs> Gee, you hear this? <laughs> I swear I didn't say nothing. <laughs> if the glove don't fit, you must equip. <laughs> Let me give a couple shout outs to my own. She's like flashlight, vacuum cleaner, tube. I don't care. Just stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> don't back that up into me. <laughs> Between the toes? Okay. It's like a massage. <laughs> um, shout out to um, Bosch and Cheyenne at Four Life Podcast going on a little vacation right now. Cheyenne's actually doing a lot of things with independent wrestling. So, I mean, God bless him. I'm supposed to be trying to go to one of his events soon. So, hopefully, I'll check him out there. Um, shout out to. Um, Johannes, who always shows us love. This guy is not even in the country, and he shows us love every single time. Johannes, we love that guy. Thank you for your support, and and of course our guy Big Kev, who always gives us support here, but he doesn't post anything. So he, no, I mean boo, I, I, <laughs> boo, and your Jack Bauer ass. <laughs> you should get him on a Skype call and like have him in the podcast. That'd be pretty dope. We've actually we're actually working on that. Um, Ralph and Mike have been working on um, the Skype capabilities because we have one of the writers of one of the independent comics we want to get on the show. And from what I've heard, Skype went well. It went well enough. We have more testing to do. I mean, you know, like if you had shown up for the call, you know, yeah. you would have found out I was yourself. cooking for my wife and kid. I think I win. Did you and cook yet, for us? No. Yeah, see? He can't cook for us, but he could cook for his wife and kid. Dude, that pizza was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, at least I, I choose the pizza correctly, though. <laughs> I want my cheeseburger pizza, Papa John. Oh, you stay with the cheeseburger pizza. Yo, That's dude, it. it's not. It's it was not. good. For all the stoners out there listening, Philly cheesesteak, fettuccine Alfredo, and what was the cheese? Um, Parmesan or provolone, either one of the two. Best shit you're ever gonna have. <laughs> Absolutely. And by stoners, he meant the Rolling Stoners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I'm trying to think. Is there anybody else to shout out? No, I I think that's pretty much it. Well, then I, let's, let's end the damn show. All right, all right. Let's end the damn show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, and our second most frequent um, guest, Hipster Tom. <laughs> You're never going to get Kev. <laughs> this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky. And I swear to God, we will not wait three more weeks until three more weeks from now. Episode 69. <laughs> oh, yeah.